0: welcome back to normies like us the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square new year new normies your hosts celebrate episode 178 by breaking down the highlights of last year great year uh what they've been loving lately lots of stuff and the normie future on the new episode of normies like us
1: i have
0: the power i'll be on for christmas i promise
2: not a bounty hunter. I remember this. I still come full Come on, we're gonna get sued here. Uh, sue me for what? <laughs> you missed this, don't you? You heard it up top. Another year, another normie. That's right. It's normies like us. We're doing a whatcha special 178 post New Years as we move into the normiest of New Years. That's right. Here on Normies Like Us, with your hosts, the one time we get to actually just say our name and introduce ourselves, it's
3: Colin. It's Mike. Just Joe. And
0: this is Baby New Year, aka Jacob19, aka the Jacob Cron variant.
3: Oh no. Oh wow. No,
2: <laughs> oh, no the New Year's deadly? <laughs> He's yeah. going
3: to infect you with all kinds of pop culture knowledge and fun facts uh, throughout this That's episode. Right. I'm okay. the best variant. So, Normy cross, yeah, got it. Normie well, Crong hopefully man. everyone's staying healthy and safe out there as much as possible in these crazy times. But yeah, we're here to catch up. It's been a while since we've done one of these after doing uh, Lords it of uh, November and Unexpected it December.
2: Yes, Mike, we we wrapped up a very beautiful 20th anniversary special. We did one of our patented end of the year like like series coverages, Lord of the Rings, Your Beautiful Baby, but we're in whatcha now. About to talk our our normie pop culture, what we've been watching, what we've been reading, listening to, you know, just consuming in general. Hanging out, getting to know us as the hosts, your boys, your normies. And you say it's been a while. Now, guys, I want to point out our last Whatcha episode 160. Okay, the episodes we've done since then, uh, we've covered a lot of things. The one before (laughs) that, we did He-Man. He-Man Part 2 is come and gone. We might talk about that in this episode.
3: Oh, wow. yeah, man. That's crazy. So that's how far back. Jeez. Hey,
2: Halloween. Uh, 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 all, all of Lords in November. We did a sneak Spider-Man episode in the middle oh, of all that. Uh, and somehow we've still been enjoying things that we haven't been doing just for this
3: podcast. That's true. There are things that have come out in this last couple of months that, you know, big things that we'll probably jump into that we just haven't had a chance because we said, you know what, let's commit to nine and or 10 episodes on J.R. Tolkien's work. And during that time, a lot of things have happened. And we're going to be we're jumping into all that and finding out what uh, we've each been keeping ourselves entertained with outside of uh, episode content as we do. So... As we do, without further ado, shall we do the Dew Mountain Dew Extreme? Crack open this episode and uh, take a sip right after this. So, no us. I don't know what that was, but it works.
4: Let's <laughs> blast onto the next segment.
3: There we go, and, and we're out.
2: what you, Whatcha you here, talking about you on Normies Like Us, episode 178, Can You Believe It? Like we said, another year down, and uh, we're just going to be diving right in.
3: Yeah, I mean, basically, another year goes by, we're kind of looking back at what we've enjoyed that we haven't covered on the show, and then maybe at the end, look at uh, what might be upcoming that we're looking forward to, uh, especially in these times, so we have something to look forward to. Um Is there any particular order? We just start throwing stuff out there. I mean, is it free for all?
0: Mike, hit us. Well, whatcha, whatcha? Oh, well, I just want to say we should say some of these things. We are going to have a cover on a full episode, right? So, like, very uh, true m4 tricks you might call it uh, dune we're gonna mm-hmm. planning to do an episode on so mm-hmm. we can mention these ones briefly but yeah we yeah.
3: probably won't do a deep dive into many of these more of a did you like it do you recommend it we don't mm-hmm. want to get into spoilers with a lot of this stuff because some of it we haven't all watched and maybe you haven't watched either and depending on your feedback if you ask for one of these things maybe it will become an episode even if we're not planning on it so Go ahead and uh, let us know, true. you know, what you enjoyed throughout this. But it's I guess true. you have the power. Uh, you know what, Joe? And that's a perfect transition mm-hmm. to something we mentioned up top. He-Man Revelations Part 2. Uh, Saw it. No spoilers. Loved it. If they would have released it at the same time, Ooh. I think, Joe, you said there wouldn't have been any complaints.
4: I do. I think, yeah, I Part 2, I absolutely enjoyed just as much as Part 1. Mm-hmm. I think if you would have just released it as one piece... Uh, you probably would have saved like a lot of upset man babies from being upset.
3: Like maybe, yeah. but I highly recommend
4: I it. I, I think really, you know
0: some people just like to complain.
4: They do. That that is true. But I think a lot of the complaints like look extra silly in retrospect after watching part two.
3: Like if you would have,
2: there's not enough team, man, man.
3: Yeah, but did you did you guys both see it? Colin and Jacob watched the revelations. <laughs> I have it. not watched okay, it Okay, well, I would highly recommend it, especially after that cliffhanger part one. One of the, I think, yeah. best cliffhangers in kind of media, especially when I have such a limited knowledge of He-Man. Seeing the way this part two resolves everything and twists and turns, blah, blah, it's excellent. And I think uh, everyone needs to give, you know, lay off Kevin Smith a little bit. He did it. He made a good thing here, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I never doubted him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm
3: definitely gonna check
0: that out. That's on my my list to do. for Alright,
3: sure. Colin, you ask me, so they? then let me ask you what you've been watching, and then you throw it to somebody else mm. who hasn't been asked. That'll be the game.
0: Mm. Um, are uh,
2: will we do an episode on it? I I wonder because mm. it's it's it was a big moment. It's been a minute since the movement Squid Game, I, and I never even got like yeah. the answer of did we all do it? Did we all watch Squid Game?
0: Yeah, I watched it right as it was, like, hitting peak popularity. Everyone was me. talking about it. Yeah. You're like, what's Squid Game? What's this yeah. all about? It's got squids in it. And Who games yes.
2: in it. But, uh, <laughs> I was very concerned
0: about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought at the time we could do an episode on it, but it might be a little past
3: relevancy. It might be now. Past. I'm thinking it, it yeah. was, like, the biggest Netflix show ever. I haven't seen anything but the first episode because, you know, wow. it, I like to watch stuff sometimes when I'm working and, you know, with... I'm not going to watch it dubbed. And, you know, I have conversational right. Korean skills, not to toot my own horn, but I can't watch Squid Game on a second screen. Like, you really need to be paying attention right. to it. And I just you I haven't been that. afforded totally. that time. And I would but definitely I do need to finish it. Uh,
0: I would definitely recommend not watching the dub, which I think is what Netflix plays on default. So a lot of people might not know. Turn off the dub and put subs on because. You know, it's a much better. When I started episode one, it what's wrong it was, with it,
2: the dub, <laughs> Jacob? Ha <laughs> ha <laughs> ha! Sixty nine—that's a number I would like
3: to be. Yeah, it was—it was, uh, <laughs> it was oh, in English what? when I started it up by default, so that's probably a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, but Joe, did you see any of this?
4: I watched I watched the first two and a half mm-hmm. or three. I watch. I watched to like, okay, this is what the plot is. Now I get it, and then yeah, I kind of fell off of it. Gotcha. Maybe I, I started, you know, it's it's the same thing that happened with Napoleon Dynamite for me, where, like, mm. it was just too late, man. I watched it two or, two or three weeks after peak Squid game and uh, sure. I was over it already. You know? all,
3: all the well, white yeah, bands yeah, had the been purchased. Uh, they were sold out everywhere. It was like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good news is they are making a season two. Uh, yeah. I think they just signed... You know, I made a deal for a season three, so it's not going wow. away anytime soon. Wow. It's not a one-hit wonder. Uh, although I'm not sure how much
3: more story there is to tell in season two, but we'll see how yeah. it goes. It's a Stranger but, Things, yeah. you know. It's good as one, but let's ruin it a little bit, you know. Right. <laughs> so we'll yeah. see what happens. Well, on, be worse. On,
2: on <laughs> the note of worse. ruining it a bit, Mike, I have to ask you, if we're not going to do an episode on it, hmm. will <laughs> we get the eventual American recess or dodgeball <sighs> you know the, the thing that people have been throwing out
3: yeah i wonder because yeah now in this world where you can just be like yep parasite wins an academy award and we have stuff in like spanish trending on netflix it's like people are more willing i think to give that stuff a go like in its native language, or at least watch a dub or whatever.
2: They still yeah. remake BBC shows in America, Mike. We're adapting stuff where we speak the same language. Well, that's
3: because <laughs> bake-off is a trademark term. So we have to call it the British Baking Show. Great American. That's, that's a trademark issue. Show. Yeah. That's not even a localization issue. The Great American Bake-off. Yeah. I hate all these English
0: language uh, adaptations that mm. don't change anything. Like, I don't mind adaptations as a concept, but you know old boy uh stuff like that it's like just watch the original isn't departed a way and, to do it you know, right departed is because it's Maybe not just a straight
3: way. remake it it's like scorsese made it his own completely thing. adapted yeah. yeah old boys bad so yeah. i hope they don't ruin it Colin. but you know what you never know we si- and there are well let me just say yeah but they're already talking about yeah no it's the ahead. same platform that has a death note so who knows
0: yeah, yeah. True. Well, that's the thing: is anything that gets big enough—that's a foreign film or TV show—they talk like *Parasite*. There were talks about making an English-language *Parasite*. They're like *Train to Busan*. They're making an English version of that right. *Train to San Francisco*. Uh, what, so what the
3: hell is that going to be? You know, true. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> well, what are you cowboy bebopping
4: about, Jacob? Come on! Oh. <laughs> I don't think Netflix is going to run that's anything a whole other thing to too. Yeah, I think that's wow. a segue,
3: my friends. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's time bebop. Joe did it to us. Yeah. Joe, Didn't did you watch, watch it. Bebop? I did. Sorry.
4: I, I did. And you know what? I, I thought it was fine. And I think people who complain more about it are gatekeeping. And mm. I don't like mm.
3: gatekeeping. Well, here's where I'm it's, coming from. Go ahead.
4: It's a high budget cosplay with fine uh, performances the and original. an interesting production style.
0: yeah watch the original or watch this it doesn't matter my problem is okay my problem is i'm sure it's just fine like i'm sure it's not terrible but there's no reason for it to exist the original exists and you can watch it uh if you just prefer live action to animation i guess that's one reason but that's stupid because you can do so many things in animation that you can't really do in live action and you know my so my personal take is I'm not I haven't watched it not because I have some kind of vendetta against it but I just don't feel the need to and it already got no. canceled so it's like now right. it's like what's even the point so that makes me I sad. feel like it like look here's my here's my counterpoint
4: to why does it need to exist Cowboy Bebop doesn't need to exist it's it's an anime not a fucking vaccine man like it has no reason to <laughs> right, exist either like I I just feel like it was prejudged they they should have just announced that it was going to be like a one and done thing. Once everyone yeah. was like, "We hate it," because but like, it wasn't
0: it wasn't planned to be a one and done thing. They only they just canceled it because it didn't do well
3: with with <laughs> audiences, I guess. The money. Well, so here's here, they're kind of two sides of the same coin. This will we do an American adaptation of you know a foreign property? That's exactly what Kabhi Bhi was, right? You know, as Joe alluded to, but the does it need to exist argument? Like, does Josh Brolin's old boy need to exist? In my mind, no. Yeah. But in the case of Cowboy Bebop live action, in a world of multiverses and multiple Spodermen and what ifs, I say, yeah, I was totally fine with it existing. It's just, here's these characters in like a different live action universe with a slightly different plot. And I'm like, it was fun. Some of the action was fun. Yeah, watch the show if you like it. But I enjoyed seeing an attempt, an earnest attempt that felt like they cared about the characters at adapting them.
2: Mm. Now watch this because I have to do a, a magic trick transition to a third Netflix thing with this same conversation. Yes. I've seen so many assholes online just done with Witcher this season where they just go, if you've changed one thing, it's over. <laughs> and and it, it is a toxic thing. And I'm certainly not saying you would even be close to being in that camp, Jacob. I'm not even saying I don't well, agree with what these people are saying, but it is crazy, speaking of, that does it deserve to exist. If it does, shouldn't it
0: be different? Well, okay, Witcher is interesting because I have very mixed feelings about it because there are some things about this new season that I did really like and some things that I really did not like. Uh, so it's it's a mixed bag for me. It definitely, uh, yeah, like you said, it's two sides of the same coin. You don't want it to be exactly the same, but if you change certain aspects of the story, and make it worse that's not good either you've ruined uh, yeah i don't know if i like i can still separate in my mind like the games the books the show like they're different worlds i understand that but i i guess certain elements of the story i just don't like what they've done with it and it's not that they've changed certain things although that is an aspect that i don't like it's just that they've if you're going to change something and i don't like it then i'm not going to like it, yeah. If you change it, <laughs> you I don't like it. For it. The I'm batter. not like it. <laughs> that may, you I, haven't changed it for the better. You've changed it for the worse. Yeah, like <laughs> sometimes
3: you you, take, you swing the bat and you you strike out, right? You know, they make an attempt, like yeah. Death Note, and it's, it yeah. just doesn't work. So,
0: and my thing with with uh, Cowboy Bebop is mainly that. The original is so good. So many people who've never seen it, their first introduction to Cowboy Bebop will be this live action show. They not, might not even know that the anime exists and they might never see it. And that's kind of a shame. But they, they might, might have never it.
3: seen it anyway if it didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Alternatively, with Witcher, I know two yeah. people who don't watch anime at all who are now more interested in Cowboy Bebop because of the live action thing.
0: So That's true. Yeah. It goes both ways, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, with The Witcher, I just want to say, like, I don't totally hate it. There are some elements of this season that I really did like. Uh a very you know, everything was Siri and uh, <laughs> fuck. everything was Siri and Geralt fighting monsters, doing that kind of shit. That was great. Kind of everything else monsters. I didn't love about the rest of Got the it, season. All
3: right, well, yeah. Joe, fantasy expert, have you tossed a coin to The Witcher season two yet, or no?
0: I have not. I was
4: gonna. Do you guys think I should? <laughs> Like my, my read on season one was like oh, that didn't need to be told the way it was told and it was confusing, no. but I guess that was cool. It's
0: easier to follow because they're not separate yeah, timelines. It's more now, linear it's, now, so yes, yeah, together. More linear, although uh, Yennefer's story is still like completely separate from Geralt's, mm-hmm. which is really annoying because like everything that she like, I like the actress that plays Yennefer, and I really liked her in the first season.
3: Everything they did with Yennefer this season, I thought was weirdly bad, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it depends. I mean, for me, I mean, I think I was texting <laughs> Colin off Pod, and I was like, I'm loving it. You know, I'm loving the season, but it was largely, anything with Ciri and Geralt and the Ennefer stuff, I was a little colder on. And it's such a tricky thing, because it's supposedly based on the book, but visually it's very much based on the game that they technically don't have the rights to and that's already an adaptation mm. that people are familiar with and are going to be like you changed that but that was already different from the book and it's like it's it's already right. going to be so different.
0: Well they're changing things that have from both the book and the show but the sh- or the, right, the game Right that's
3: why it's such a tricky kind yeah. of proposition because there's actually The thing is with the game multiple angles.
0: Yeah, the game takes place chronologically after all of the books. So, they're adapting the story from the novels, which is the whole series story. Uh, The game, The Witcher 3 and The Other Witchers, takes place after that story. So, it's interesting. How
3: they're combining Um, all of those kind of as one... Kind of,
0: yeah. It's more... I don't know if they have too much of the game stuff. It's more just kind of the aesthetics, I guess. Okay. Okay
3: yeah for I, me I, I recommend it personally i like it joe i know you're not crazy about fantasy but i do think the monster hunting stuff i know you like supernatural and like that's kind of the cool I thing do, about yeah. a witcher is like what am i hunting how do i defeat it right and so i think those elements are the strongest and if you like that i would recommend that's,
4: it is there more ab- monster hunting in season two Ooh, than there was yeah. in season one well, that's, well,
2: well, real quick on that a lot less joe here's my take on it I really only liked one episode. I liked the first episode. It's a beauty the and the beast the through like yeah. a Polish lens. <clears throat> you would really like that episode. And that
0: one was oh, based on one of the short stories. Cause the first book of the Witcher series was actually a collection of short stories. Uh, but I think there's a lot of the whole Siri training because, like, they go to uh, Kaer Morin they do the whole Siri training. Uh, and light with on Garrow. plot,
3: obviously, for the normies out there. But yeah, we know she's getting right. trained from the trailer, so that's all good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a divide really. If you look online, fans of The Witcher, the show, the the game, and the books. generally don't like it very much but people who are not familiar with the source material like it more so I think the divide is there that it's like as a sort of generic fantasy show it's good and it's well made but as an adaptation of The Witcher it's less
3: good. Hmm okay okay no, I, I still, uh, I still enjoyed it, and I haven't played the game or read the books. And it does, similar to Cowboy Bebop Same. live actioners, I do have a renewed right. sense of like wanting to play the game or yeah. check out the books. Like I do want to dive into that world more. So at least the show is yeah. doing that for some people. And I just want to say,
0: you know, a lot of thing, a lot of that I think falls on the showrunner. Uh, not super popular with Witcher uh, diehard fans online. Uh, (laughs) she has made some changes that kind of rub people the wrong way and it seems almost like she's not as big of a fan of The Witcher she just wanted to take The Witcher branding and make her own show so however you feel about that I don't know but I'd say check it out it is easier to follow plot wise than season one just because of the single timeline kind of thing. It's a little more cleaned up. Yeah.
3: I, I like how they, they, there's a line in the show. I won't spoil it, but they kind of acknowledge that in, in one of the songs where it's like, yes. yeah, it's a little confusing. Yes. But anyway.
0: Um, people. And one last thing yeah. I just want to say <laughs> as well is the effects uh,
3: are pretty good. This They're pretty year, damn good, like they, yeah. It Makeup, seems like the budget yeah. was
0: higher and the effects are
3: really good. Yeah. Yep, yep. Is- and people are going to fight about it on the internet regardless. And speaking of fighting, I have another Netflix show that has just came back and this mm. is going back to one of... One of my moments I'm most proud of on this podcast, personally, is being able to at least show some part of the world the magic that is Terry Silver in Karate Kid oh Part my God. 3. And so, Cobra uh, Kai Sensei Season Mike. 4. Yes.
2: Sensei Mike.
0: Wow. Thank you for opening our eyes.
3: Yes. So, now that we all know that Terry Silver is one of the most underrated cinematic villains in history, <laughs> he finally makes his uh, glorious comeback in Season 4 of Cobra Kai. I just finished it before this uh uh, recording and I absolutely love it. Terry Silver is back. If you don't know who he is, watch Karate Kid 3 and uh, get ready because oh it is God. glorious. Oh I full, full recommend it, but I am a biased Karate Kid, like diehard, diehard fan, but I love it.
0: I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's on definitely on my list. Uh, I for, kind of forgot when it was coming out, but you know, I think I have mentioned on this podcast before how much I've enjoyed Cobra Kai and how much I got Mm -hmm. into the previous seasons. Mm -hmm. And then we watched, you know, karate kid three. So I'm (laughs) definitely excited to see Terry silver in the new season. So I'll definitely be checking that out very
3: soon. Joe, have you caught up on any Cobra Kai's or
4: I have not? No, I am. Uh, like a yellow belt, I guess,
3: right? <laughs> yeah, that means you probably watch one or two. <laughs> a white yeah. belt. Yeah, yeah. You not. <laughs> You've at least seen the original um, Karate Kid. That'll give you a yellow. And then probably yeah, right? seeing the sequel uh, would be a blue belt. Yeah.
2: No, I,
4: yellow or blue. I don't know. All right. Somewhere around there. Three Ninjas <laughs> isn't in that franchise. So. No, but
3: it, 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 that earns you a belt, though. That's a separate one, but it's a very it a coveted a one. one. That's yeah.
4: Taekwondo. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, But I like it. I'm just going to say, for the record, I think if you know the lore of the movies and the characters, the way the writers utilize these arcs season to season to kind of put the chess pieces on place for like the most interesting scenario, it's one of the best written shows on TV. Like if you're a karate kid head, it is so so, well done. And this season is no exception. it's,
0: It's insane because I never would have expected out of all the movies... Franchises to in the world that, that would a, work, you know, a four-season now show probably going to be five seasons. Who knows how long it would go on for? Oh, six, An extended seven. universe, uh, like you know, way bigger. You know, franchises like Star Wars have, have tried similar things like this and failed. So, yeah, yeah, Karate Kid, you know, yeah. won't go
3: down without a fight. And they did confirm season five. You know, that's not a spoiler. They just they wow. are continuing. You know, so more karate, kia.
0: Yeah, definitely check that out. Great stuff. Yeah.
3: Any, um, anything on the Netflix yeah. front, or do we jump to other streamies? I think we've been streaming a lot. Uh, surprise, surprise, yeah. everyone who lives at home and been at home for two years. <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah.
0: Well, if
1: yeah, you want to jump from
3: Netflix to HBO, mm-hmm. I have a show that I've been uh,
0: watching for the past several years. Let's do it. And that is called Succession. 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 Know about this show? The show watch of the it. Watch it.
2: You're you fucking bastard. Is that, is that That's how they right. talk to Fuck each other on that show? <laughs>
0: That's right. Fuck off. Um, so Succession, if you don't know, it's a show on HBO. Um, I don't, you know, appointment viewing for me. Like every week viewing is not something I normally have done in the past couple of years. Um, I think Game of Thrones was the last big show where it's like every Sunday night I'd be like, all right, it's Game of Thrones time. Yeah, yeah. Succession for me has been that show for the last couple of years. Every Sunday this night, show? I'm like, gotta watch the new episode of Succession. Why? It is. I'm not exaggerating. The best written show on TV. I think it has been Why? for the past no, three not years. It's not <laughs>
3: Well, yeah. Maybe Cobra Kai is a close second. Yeah, they can be buddies. They can share the, the yeah. trophy. But
0: Succession, it's a hard show to describe why it's good because if I just describe the plot, it doesn't sound that good. But it is because it's so well written. The, the characters are so well defined and the power dynamics and relationships between characters are so good that it keeps you invested. And it's a little bit, it's kind of a soap opera-y. Uh, thing. It's kind of like Dallas or something. Well, let me explain the basic plot. Basically, it's based on a Rupert Murdoch type media icon, uh, you know, uh, figurehead and his family of uh, children who are all kind of fucked up in their own way, have different like issues. Uh, but it's all about them trying to vie for power and be the next in line when their father, who's old and uh, has a variety
3: of health issues, dies. Because uh, they're to take over Fox empire. News. Yeah, there's a lot of essentially yeah. power struggle. It's a Game of Thrones, you know, but in a yes, modern it's, setting, it's right? Sure.
0: Very heavy on the kind of political intrigue of Game of Thrones, with with less of the violence, right? Which is uh, weirdly all that applies don't to each other?
3: Karate Kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I just what's great about this show? I give you yeah. the whole
3: floor. Um, How dare you? No, you know, <laughs> the writing, just because of the writing. What I like least about Cobra Kai <laughs> is the karate. I like, I like the character <laughs> moments. Oh my God, yeah. Mike. I'm not lying. We the will writing. be doing an
2: episode, Norby. <laughs> okay. Do not worry. Jacob, no, I definitely
3: agree with I you, Mike. I think it's
0: It's very well written yeah. as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Succession. So, if you don't know, the showrunner. So, it was executive produced by Adam McKay, but the showrunner uh, the guy who really oversees most of the creative decisions is this guy named Jesse Armstrong. He's a British guy. He had this show called peep show that I love back yes. in the day. <clears throat>
3: Have you heard of that? It's excellent. I've seen all um, of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So he created peep show, which is a, yeah, it's a comedy about two guys. And the reason it's called peep show is because it all takes place from in a POV of one of the two characters. So it's always the cameras, a POV, but it's one of the best written. They just get in these awkward situations and he's really good at that style of comedy. Succession is like a drama, but it's like a dark comedy. Like it's a mixture of drama and dark comedy, but it's a satire of the super rich. You know, basically all these characters are terrible people in their own ways, but yet you can't help but like some of them at different points in time because they are sometimes charming, sometimes relatable. But you, then you remember they're all terrible fucking rich people. Uh, but the last season has just been so good i think season two was awesome as well but the last couple of episodes of season three is just like insanely good like must watch television for me wow now, must so watch. Quick.
2: joe yeah. loves kiernan Culkin, <clears throat> and uh i know mike loves macaulay Culkin. which Culkin is this <laughs> it's kiernan Culkin. this is K- i thought this was rory maybe even the 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 last one it's kiernan
0: you don't yeah, watch he was in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I was going to say of Scott Pilgrim uh, fame, yes. Yeah, but this is probably his biggest role of his life now. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, but the one everyone uh, really loves is Kendall Roy played by, uh, I am blanking on his name right now, Maniac.
2: Jeremy (laughs) strong, absolutely strong
0: maniac. This New Yorker profile about him came out. He's like this insane method actor who like idolizes Daniel day Lewis. And he's the whole thing with him is he's not in on the joke. Like everyone knows it's a dark (laughs) comedy. He plays it completely straight. Like it's Shakespeare or something. And that's why his character is so compelling. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. And right. then you have side characters like Tom and Greg who are just hilarious. Like The show is so well cast, so well written. Um, you, you wouldn't think you'd be interested in it, but you are
3: because it's just so well I'm made. Huh. <laughs> i would. Well, not. You wouldn't think you are, but Jacob's telling you that you are. I'm so not. Normies. That's right. Go check <laughs> so it out. got my- Give it a chance, TV. Normies.
0: <laughs> it's, it's one of the most critically acclaimed shows on TV, but it doesn't sure. have the audience that some of these other shows have because... Mm it seems like it wouldn't be that interesting. Or I don't know why. It's I just know that like I love it,
3: but a lot of my friends <laughs> either don't watch it or haven't even heard of it. Yeah, so. it's like, oh, rich children are vying for who gets to inherit the company. Okay, I've seen that yeah. in like 12 Korean dramas and like six other American I've seen shows. That in my right. life. I yeah. face it in
2: this dark <laughs> dystopia where our planet's exploding. Yeah,
3: yeah. But I think what this one <clears throat> causes
0: this one to rise above... That kind of thing is because of just the dialogue, the crisp writing. Like it's just so the quality it just of sings, the craft. You know, nice. Yeah. You don't changed. even
2: want to watch the karate, Jacob. You're all about the drama.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. You're yes. gonna have minor characters. Like one of the sons is played by the friend from Ferris Bueller, uh, Alan Ruck. So it's just a Cameron? lot of people. One yeah, of the Cameron. sons is. Yeah, the oldest son Connor Roy is played oh, by wow. Alan Ruck. A very Ruck. old man. Yeah, course. so that's how his dad had that Brian Ferrari. Cox he was a big business the, guy. Uh, sure, Brian <laughs> right. hey, Cox, of God. course, is the uh, patriarch of the whole family, and he's he just kills it. So, definitely strong recommend for that one.
3: I might take that under advisement. Um, while we're on HBO, Joe, do you have any HBO uh, um, shows thrown at you?
4: Yeah, I, I watched. uh I watched The Matrix. You guys know, want to talk about The Matrix real quick? Did everyone watch that?
3: The I watched it the other day. I feel finally. like
4: we'll probably you All know right. dive into that at some point. So like just surface level. Mm-hmm. Did not care for it. Here's my wow. My one line thesis statement. <laughs> the 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 first one is smarter than anyone thought it was this one isn't as smart as it thinks it is that was
3: i have a one-line thesis for this too it is best matrix sequel (laughs) yeah yeah sure still garbage but yeah because here's the thing everything about it is inferior to the original but I feel like that's almost on purpose. Like we see it's kind of meta. Yes. And also kind like of. I, it's depends on how much of that was intentional, how much of it being worse than it the matrix is, was it's intentional. Hard to figure out, and if opinion. it was all it's, it I mean, the smart. thesis anyway, of the I, whole movie is fine.
0: stated like by the characters, like basically. Okay. So people think it's a movie about how you shouldn't make sequels and reboots, but it's actually a movie by uh, L- Lana Wachowski about how you shouldn't make a matrix sequel without Lana Wachowski. And I think that's the whole point that some people (laughs) Uh, are not understanding. Because there's a line there where where, where Bugs says, like, uh, you know, they took something precious for us in turning this into, I don't remember the exact line, but essentially they tried to commodify something that was precious to the Wachowskis.
3: But it's commentating also generally on the, Unnecessary sequel. Yes. Items of Hollywood. As we said, it's not ruined yet. Yes. You know, let's do another yeah. season. Colin, what do you think about the Matrix? My
2: feelings, unfortunately, are too complex to list out outside of an actual episode <laughs> on the Matrix because I've I just keep ruminating on this thing. I will, however, make a point with what Jacob just said and remind everyone this is not the first movie with the Matrix and bugs that came out this year. If you all recall, yeah. The Matrix was a very big Space part Jam. of Space Jam, The New Legacy. Does that's this right. film yes. not feel like revenge to Warner <laughs> Brothers for doing that to them? That literally they yeah. have a character no. in this movie no. named Bugs who says, like the bunny, and at one point also says, what's up, Doc, to a character?
0: Well, they say right in the beginning, uh, basically, if we didn't make this movie, they were going to make it anyway without us. I think that's the whole point. Is like, if you're going to make it, we want to be like in control I will destroy of what's you. I
4: will yeah. destroy you for being yeah, well, I don't do know. This. I don't know. I don't know if a, a two and a half hour temper tantrum's worth it to me. It's it's hilarious. I I recommend watching it, but I thought that movie was trash.
3: Here's my quick my it, it's very lacking visually and action is yeah, lacking. My yeah, one I,
4: line Yeah. They uh, it should oh, have just been granny
3: in the beginning. <laughs>
4: like that would have made it actually. Been granny. Good in
2: the Space Jail. Yes, that's all true. All right, all right, all
0: right. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Um, I can give now, my, my brief Speedy opinion Gonzalez. on it. Basically, I have very mixed mm. feelings like Colin, I think. But overall, I liked it. Uh, there's a lot going on, and I'm not sure I liked it all, but there was enough in it that I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like one moment would be like, oh, that's interesting. And the next moment would be like, well, that's fucking stupid. And then the next moment would be like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Pretty much. And you yeah. should definitely watch it. I, I like made. the, the I first it. third was the best for me, and then after that, it was less interesting. But I thought the first third was really interesting with with Neo living in like this new Matrix where he created the Matrix. It's very meta, obviously, but I liked the whole satire of uh, you know Hollywood and all that stuff.
3: I think it's just fascinating that. Somebody spent $200 million to basically make fun of their parent company. Yeah. <laughs> and that is just funny that, to me. And so I appreciate funny. it. I love, yeah. Yeah. I love that aspect of it.
4: Family Guy did that on Fox for 10 years, guys. Like, sure. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Definitely worth a full episode. Family Guy did it. I think we'd have to really yeah. dive into oh, yeah. that, though. yeah,
3: yeah. Biggest issue though, that's not plot centric, and you know, Warner Brothers, hit me up. I'm available for marketing freelance. You did not call it M4 <laughs> Tricks, agreed. Okay, like, and then the Matrix Resurrections underneath, like H- H2O, Halloween H2O. I'm talking directly to the camera, so the Warner Brothers. Well, yeah. Mike, me, you know we talked so
2: yeah. many legacy Make sequels this year. <laughs> You know, we did the Halloweens this yeah. year which had Joe was the Master of Time and Space for us reminding us what counted and what didn't. You were just talking about Cobra yes. Kai, a, a show that feels like Karate Kid Part 4 finally exists, right? You know,
3: um you have not the new Karate Kid, but <laughs> yes, actually Part 4, uh, the yeah. actual Karate Kid Part <laughs> 4.
2: Um this is obviously yeah. the direction of the industry and uh
3: it's even terrifying. space jam a new legacy even is that. space
2: jam a new legacy oh, is that
3: and a tie-in jacob you said this is what you know it's like lana wachowski saying you know this is i need to make this movie if you're going to make it i might as well be a yeah. part of it right well we saw peter jackson do that with the hobbit and it was pretty disastrous that's so, right but do you think it, it would have <laughs> been better without peter jackson it probably would have been worse
2: I think it would have been oh, I better imagine a worse if they one. had given him more money to say, I hate you. He <laughs> you know, had yeah. incorporated the message of, fuck yeah. you. So, yeah.
3: Wink. Yeah. The necromancer is just the head of so, New Line. The line other now. thing with
0: the Matrix is that, you know, obviously we know that there's certain elements of allegory of, of trans people and that kind of thing. Uh, but then we see you know, yeah. who has co-opted some of the terminology of the Matrix. It's these right-wing people with the red pill and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's yeah. almost them wanting to take back their own you know, universe and mythos. So I respect
3: that element of it, too. Ja- and Jacob. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely fascinating. I was just going to say,
2: beyond that, if you guys <clears throat> recall, this is the horrible world we live in. I don't remember if we did it in our Matrix episode, which, again, we did uh, – go back and listen – three Matrix movies in one episode before our last Watcha. so uh, that's right or since our last watches so <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been a while guys um, I don't know if we mentioned in that or not uh, Uh, Columbine, the shooting was blamed on the matrix happening. So you're talking about reclaiming Mm -hmm. stuff, the trench coat mafia. Um, and they had claimed that they were inspired by that movie. I guess people did find out, but, um, yeah, Jacob, there's a lot that they need to take ownership to. And it it is, if I was, if I was Lana Wachowski, I completely understand stepping away from this world and just not being interested in doing anything. And I think it's really brave what was made. And I, I'm sorry I'm getting heated about it because I don't I don't want to talk about it anymore.
0: Well, there's a lot to talk about. That's why we should yeah. maybe do a full episode down the line.
3: Yeah, yeah we'll probably do a full yeah. thing because there's a legacy yeah. with this thing. And it's, it's dealing very much with that. Space Jam um, new legacy. I have another yes. thing yeah space jam new legacy that we did an episode on that Go so back and listen. might as well be the matrix <laughs> Keep it up. um we mentioned on peter jackson keeping an hbo before the big one which will be an episode i'll let jacob tee that up mm. next uh, the beatles documentary did yeah that was on disney plus oh no
0: that's okay though uh, <laughs> still works Mike, know, still works it's another streamer i We're did fine. watch all of it uh, like the day it came out well they came out like one episode a day for like three days but uh I had to watch it. You know, growing up, I was a huge Beatles fan, uh, not going to lie. I was a big Beatles fan when I was a kid. So I definitely kind of devoured any kind of behind-the-scenes thing with them. Uh, I even read a book when I was younger that was was written by one of their uh, audio engineers when they made some of their – You know, best albums. That was very interesting. Gave a kind of glimpse behind the scenes. But this is like the most we've seen because it's just like hours and hours of footage of them rehearsing and and just talking and all that stuff. It was super interesting to me.
2: There was a documentary, Jacob, and this is the leftover footage from all of that that was not used
0: when they were making Let It Be, their last album. uh, They were also simultaneously shooting this. Uh, documentary by Michael Lindsay Hogg who's a character in the this documentary he's like Ugh. the director guy so uh, this is but basically that movie kind of kind of showed them as more of a divisive like a lot of infighting and stuff which did happen but it kind of played up the drama between the members and they weren't super happy with the finished product so Peter Jackson took all these hours and hours of footage and maybe made a more complete picture of who they were as a band at that time
3: it's almost like it has no n- narrative arc. It's literally just like days playing out as they're working on this album and figuring out uh, what day should we do yeah. the concert? Should we do two concerts? Where should we do it? And it's just like a fly on the wall right. kind of perspective. And it is very, very, They had very all these ideas about, you know, maybe um, we'll do it in...
0: The desert, or whatever, like the director is really pushing for that. They and eventually they put it off for so long. They just end up going up on the roof and doing a couple songs on the roof, and that's like their famous rooftop concert. Yeah, and that's the last time they ever played live together. They broke up about six months later. So very interesting stuff there.
3: They they make a Yoko reference that people are going to be saying down the road that the Beatles broke up because Yoko sat on an amp that's in the trailer. It's very interesting to see her literally just. Paul wow. says so there's a lot of like little sniping. J- it's like the, the most room.
0: polite infighting you'll ever see. Cause they're all a bunch of British guys. that are all just like oh, passive aggressively, you know, making comments to each other. George is not happy because he feels kind of sidelined by the whole McCartney Lennon songwriting duo. George was coming into his own as a songwriter at this point and just trying to get his material on the albums. He was like really frustrated. And then Paul was a very kind of overbearing would tell him how to play that kind of thing. So
3: Yeah it's very interesting to see that dynamic especially when there's famous songs like let it be or, or you know seeing them take shape yeah. and like oh that's not the right lyric and then them finding it yeah. together it's, it's really incredible there's to see a point that like, process. like get back and the
0: song that the documentary is named after yes literally there's a clip of of paul mccartney basically discovering the the, the riff for that song and basically writing it in, in front of you so it's like very cool oh to see God. the creative process in that way yeah
3: the birth of the song you've probably heard eight thousand yeah. times in your life. Sometimes they're trying know, to find a like, name like the JoJo. Be. They're trying to figure out a last name or something. They're just
0: he's singing different versions of the song with different last names. Super interesting stuff different yeah. states you know really it's cool.
3: but i recommend that if you're a beatles person it's long though peter jackson i'm a big can, beatles fan but i became I one more of Steal that
2: energy of british people and making of and go with one i know jacob we watched as well the the mm. 20th anniversary harry potter special which interestingly i have the same complaint that i uh, you're not a complaint but uh, the same vibe <laughs> i picked up on that jacob it's not polite british people arguing it's polite british people trying to get in a word to compliment each other in this. Where they just go um uh, uh, like you watched yeah. it just go yes and actually that uh, and uh, yes i do actually i enjoyed that very much when you did that and he's just right. he's trying to inject himself so much and he just can't he's such a polite little boy
0: i uh i haven't seen the whole thing of that yet i, I put that on today a little bit earlier and i was watching it i probably watched the first half of it. Um, But it's It's super interesting. They kind of go, first they start, you know, they see Chris Columbus and and the three actors kind of talk with him and they show a (laughs) bunch of behind the scenes from the first two movies and I thought that was really interesting because they're just like, yeah, we were just a bunch of kids. We didn't really understand what was happening. Uh, And then they bring in Alfonso Cuaron, the best uh, director who ever directed a Harry Potter movie and uh, just seeing all that behind the scenes stuff is really cool. And of course, uh, you know, they're all trying to compliment uh, she shall who not be named, uh, yes. while also trying to avoid mentioning her as much as possible. It's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Oh right, <laughs> it's interestingly
3: done in that walking sense. the line. Did, did either yeah. of you two
0: check
4: it out? Gotcha. No, I thought it would be too... basically exactly what you're saying. Like it's just a bunch of people being nice all the time. You know what? Is, pretty, I, yeah. I want to watch the Friends one. I, I never watch Friends. I don't really care oh, for Friends. Yeah. But like, you get to watch Matthew Perry have like five or six breakdowns in that, right? Like, oh, that's what I've heard. Really? That there's like a bunch of breakdowns <laughs> like, in the friend. David Schubert
2: has like white hair now. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, so you can I, see all the
4: plastic surgery. Like, like, Colin, do they argue at all? Like, do they get into it? Or are they like, oh, it's, Ron doesn't call it's, Hermione no more? No. It's,
2: it's very it's light, light and, and positive. Yeah. And yeah. Jacob, even from how they open it into the world and how it's presented, it's like, oh, I'm just Emma Watson and I'm just out to read a book. Oh, what's this? I'm being yeah. drawn back into my magical world and everybody's, you know, performing and okay. It's So big and just holding hands and just could not be saying sweeter and, and just more. Yeah, there's things. no drama involved.
0: But <laughs> no. yeah. I think but, the most interesting part for me was seeing what all the kids look like now and how well they've all aged because they're all, 20 you know, years? actors and stuff. But yeah, they're but, all but our that, age, you know, and early to 30s. to say,
2: Jacob, that they all look nice and that our big, Joe's big complaint would be that everybody is just <clears> so, you know, sweet and sweet and sweet. Don't you guys think? The government should fund some sort of testing. <laughs> what happened on that set that all those children came out of that and there's not a bad apple amongst them? I, I yeah. say that to my sister who loves oh, these man. series. <clears throat> Allie, our, our past guest, go back and listen to her Harry Potter episode. And she pointed yeah. out Daniel Radcliffe had a, a, a bit of alcoholism for a little bit yeah. there, but it just seems like they have such a wonderful support system for each other.
3: Yeah, it's like not a not a Feldman no. in the group. Yeah. No offense, you know. It's like there was a lot of '80s kid stars. McCulkin, yeah. my favorite, you know. McCulkin, well, it goes back not to a, a, not a Dustin
2: Diamond in the mic, er, or yeah. in the group Mike.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. it goes, oh, it goes it back, back. to yeah. a bunch of
4: American kids versus a bunch of British kids. Yes, <laughs> like, true. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, dairy yeah, part, You know, Those
3: hours or whatever. Well, I think it goes back to, <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. We're not we're
4: oh, not like garbage.
3: They got crumpets and tea every yeah. like three hours, I bet. Yeah, and I think, it, it, really I think nice. it just goes back to how um, well
0: they cast those movies originally with the three, like they cast all those actors when they were young kids and then they all turned out so children, well. Children, yeah. I'm like, Daniel Radcliffe, now he's got that nice beard. He's looking super sharp. Emma Watson looks great. Like, they all look, you know, great. I mean, they're only early
3: 30s. But Ron, it's alive. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Here's my thing with these documentaries. I'm kind of with Joe and... I'm sorry to take us again off the wrong stream, but they, they do them for the Star Wars on mm. Disney, and they are so sterile. It's almost like propaganda. Yeah. Like everyone loved each other and had so much yeah, fun love Star Wars, and yeah. we love you, and we're lo- oh. we love everything. And it's like, that's <laughs> yeah, not how no. movies are made. I, I yeah, I like, Rupert
4: Grin be like, yeah, well, you know, after <laughs> that light <laughs> fell on my leg and I developed the limb, then I couldn't drive my ice cream
0: truck no more, and Daniel <laughs> wouldn't take my phone calls. Like, I need <laughs> yeah, moments like that. That's him. right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, there's none yeah, of yeah. that, but it's just um,
0: happiness and uh we love Harry Potter, you
3: know. But if on, you're guys. into that. We do. Yeah. We did that. It was one of our month long breakdowns. That's two right. month long breakdowns for those. So go last back and check year? it out. Um, I do Yeah, last year. So my visions of another streaming service that we're not supposed to get to yet, it was simply a vision of the future. Now I'm being pulled back to Jacob's favorite planet to kick <laughs> off the big HBO thing that we'll get an episode. What do we just out, begun. <laughs> Um, yes. Oh, that was
0: You know, we're talking about Dune, part one. Uh, Denis Villeneuve, welcome to Arrakis. My Dune, my my desert planet. Uh, we're talking about desert power. Um, Spice No, but Yeah, that movie came out. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a hit. Uh, maybe overshadowed by you know big deal. Man we and that, but it, yeah. uh, a little bit. it was successful. And uh, I thought it was great. But I definitely want to do a full episode. You know, I'm a huge Dune head. Uh, I want to rewatch the Lynch version. I want to watch the uh, TV sci-fi movie uh, all before our episode so I can be a hey, real Dune Hey, shout out to expert. my Dune heads out there. <laughs> shout oh, out to dune, my Dune, dune, dune heads. If we do kind of it, you we know it. <laughs> Make some noise. We, we, should, we should do yeah, whatever. Was, well, my yeah, thoughts nice. on this, uh, this movie is that it's yes. the best Dune adaptation, <laughs> obviously, and I uh, thought it was very, su- very successful in what it was trying to do, and I'm very excited for part two.
3: I knew nothing about the source material. Had never seen any of the other versions. I just knew what a sandworm yeah. was. And that's you've about it. you seen i <laughs> I've seen Travers. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I, I you've seen Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I love Travers. <laughs> I want to do Travers also. was the Please. worst Travers movie. Yeah. Those Travers are crazy. Putting right. the
4: whole thing in space just seemed <laughs> really unrealistic, you know?
3: Yeah. You don't see graboids. The only one with a bunch like of whatever, psychedelic yeah, drugs, in it though. It's true. Valentine. They got graboids in that The Hobbit remake too. <laughs> yeah, they added Dune sandworms into the Hobbit. Graboids. Uh, Right, no, right. the graboids now. Exactly. But I, I loved it, and I would have watched six hours of that movie. Wow. I love the tone. You know, I like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I love the world, and he just gets better and better. I think with each outing, and this is Denis, grand in scope, and Denis I think it delivers Villeneuve, the epicness. Uh, I loved master it.
0: Master director. Basically, I'll see anything he makes at this point. He's on. He's on that list with uh, Paul Thomas <laughs> Anderson and whoever else for me. But. uh also, I just wanted to mention, I've been reading Dune. I wish I had Ooh. it right here, but I don't. It's in the other room. Uh, Dune, <laughs> the novel. Oh, you are in your reading room. The library. Like I've been it? Frank, Frank Herbert's Dune. Nice. Nice. Frank Herbert's Dune, 1965. Uh, <laughs> wow. been reading that. Great book. Uh, it's definitely a dense uh, uh, novel from the 60s. So uh, if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. But I hope to have that not finished because I'm not that far through it, but maybe more through it by the time we do our episode <laughs> on. You, uh, well, if you can get yeah. through part yeah, one, yeah, yeah. the first Basically. half of the book. Yeah. But I think the movie yeah. very well casted, uh, cinematography, beautiful, uh, score, you know, good, good Hans Zimmer score. It's all there, you know, so very excited to talk about that more for sure.
3: Yeah. Joe, do you I see, did, yeah. what do I you liked
0: think? it
4: more than I thought I would. I'm I'm excited for an episode. Um, Jacob, how many pages into Dune are you? <laughs> you on like page <laughs> uh, six, and you're over here. No, like, I'm yeah, about I'm 115 through and like six hundred page book. <laughs> sand. Okay, let's shut
0: the book. Pro- well, in some ways, it's a- it's it's aged really well, and that it feels very modern in some ways. But it's also a book that was written in the 60s, so that definitely right. There's those elements of it too. If you know, they, what they what I'm keep saying. <laughs> saying things like
4: shagadelic and groovy, <laughs> yeah. Kind of
0: sort of you yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, but there's a very interesting uh, reason why there's no computers. There's an in-universe explanation for this because there there was a whole uh, y- uh, AI uprising and a whole war like oh. 10,000 years ago called the Butlerian Jihad, which I even know a little bit about from reading when I was younger too. So there's a lot in there. Hmm. But it's a dense it's book. There's a lot of ideas, uh, religion, uh, spice. You know, it's all there. So.
3: Oh man, <laughs> love the spice.
0: Colin, spice, What do you think about Dune? Uh, it's big.
2: Uh, I did not like it. We'll talk about it. What? I liked it. I liked it more
4: it's than big I, and he didn't I liked like it more, more than well. I thought I would. And like in retrospect, comparing it to some of the other big things, even Spider Man, like it was nice to see a movie that was nuanced And an actual movie and not just like here's here's a point. I'm gonna hit you in the fucking head with it over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. It's a better uh, Star Wars movie yeah. than uh, has been made in about 50 years. So. Oh, I disagree with
2: that. But Nothing happens in the movie. We'll talk about, about, 50 about it. 50 years? <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's but, um, yeah. I
4: liked
0: we'll it more than it. I thought I would.
4: I guess. It like, okay. takeaway, The
2: journey. Yeah.
0: Um, well, if you guys yeah, do want I to see the Lynch there. version, there is a fan edit on YouTube. That uh, is supposedly, you know, a lot of Dune heads like me uh, say that that's the definitive Lynch version that you should watch. So <laughs> that'll the D.H.'s
3: out wow. D-H H- there. they love it.
4: Yep. Dune heads. Those Dune
3: heads. <laughs> I gotta go and I gotta go fix the Hobbit. I'll be right <laughs> back. Um, so Dune, and I, as I said, I had a vision of the future, future streaming service. I guess now is time to go to the old Disney Plus. You know, we're, we're, we're getting to that point now. Um, we've had two kind of big things that I can think of. Mm. Um, we did Loki. That was the last kind oh, yeah. of thing we covered mm. that was big on Disney, and then we've gotten Hawkeye. I almost Hawk said yeah. Hawkeye because <laughs> I to say notes, Hawkeye. Haw- Will yeah. Hawkeye get yeah. its
2: own episode? A lot happened in this show. Mm. I think we were all very hot on it, and then I think it kind of left us all a little cold. Or maybe I'm just talking for myself there. Um, I thought I had a, uh, well, a lackluster right? but I didn't.
0: Yeah, I didn't hate it, but it had a lackluster ending. There's an ice rink.
4: (laughs) All right, so are we going to do an episode or not? Because there's, like, the fun fact of explaining the end, and we can do that right now. True, 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 true. Or we can save it for a full episode. All right.
3: What (sighs) do you mean explaining the end? I think with the amount of heavy hitters we have and the amount of new stuff, I think it might be fair to listeners, spoilers, Hawkeye. We're past discussion. So here it is. Let it 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 rip. I I think it's one of the best uh,
4: Marvel shows. That ending, a lot of people... I don't think understands, you know, exactly like, everything that's happening with the return of Kingpin is ripped directly from Echo's origin story in 1998. Kingpin's not dead; he's going to be mm. blinded. Uh, she shoots him oh. twice in the eyes, and he goes temporarily oh, no. blind and has mm. to fight to maintain control of his empire You're not supposed to spoil when he, he is future stuff. weakened to everyone. So, <laughs> like he mm. was wearing. The outfit from Family Business, which was Vincent D'Onofrio's idea, another really famous kingpin, uh, you know, line where he's got that Hawaiian shirt with his classic white suit. So I'm super excited about all of the like direct rips from the comics here. I think there's a lot to be excited for moving forward. Like Kingpin's well, definitely, they didn't bring him back just to do that. Like he's gonna,
0: they're gonna yeah. keep going with what they said. Well, <laughs> first of all, first of all, if you think uh, yeah, if how you I think felt, yeah. Kingpin is dead, then you yeah, might need to get your, your brain checked or something. Because <laughs> obviously, okay, rule number one, if you don't see the body, they're not dead. Okay, that's like rule number one of anything. But uh, obviously he's not dead. Like that's,
3: you know, but but it was a good, you know. We just saw Charlie Cox. Like you're not going to yeah, bring, why would they bring back him back there just and for that. Yeah. And then yeah. just kill Kingpin. But yeah, I did. Yeah. You know what?
0: I loved Echo uh, Maya. I thought and that actress that that uh, plays her is really deaf and has the uh, uh, prosthetic leg. And I yes. thought that was great. I thought she did a great job. And I really liked. Uh, you know, I liked this the show for sure. Well, bow bow
4: people. Yeah, that's that's your, fun. your jam.
0: Bro, that's my jam. And we got. You know, Bo Guy and Bo Girl. And Haley Steinfeld, I loved her in Bumblebee. You know, she's basically playing a very similar character to her character in Bumblebee. And then, of course, we get uh, Yelena. And I thought her and Yelena yes. together are, have great like
3: chemistry. That chemistry yes. is fire. It is I, so good when Mike, they're on screen I would together.
2: take Black Widow and Hawkeye, meaning this pair, over a Scarlet and Jeremy movie back in the day, a
3: thousand oh, yeah. times over. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Sign me up for that. Yeah, that's excellent. And then, um, um, sword guy, Jack, yeah. I love a, that guy. What a great guy. Yeah, sword master. Cause you think he's the bad guy, but he's just, uh, just a really nice guy who's really yeah. good with swords. And he's, even when he goes to jail, he's like, this is a misunderstanding. Right. Well, it's he was the red herring for exactly being
2: arrested. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. He's so charming. Like I like that guy a lot. I'm glad they yeah. didn't and with him Jeremy evil, Rennick, yeah. You know,
0: I obviously I'm a bow guy. I love bows and I love bow people. But I was all—I was never that big on Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Didn't love him in the movies. They didn't give him a lot to do. He was just kind of the family man, uh, whatever. But uh, in this, this is the best Jeremy Renner Hawkeye thing that there is, and like he obviously gets the most to do. And I actually liked him in this for the first time. So yeah.
4: Another, yeah, I, I, think uh, I guess, beyond Easter egg because if if. Uh his, so his wife is revealed to be a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, Agent Number 19, a.k.a. Mockingbird. Uh, so in the comics, Aww. that's his longtime partner. Now she's obviously his wife and retired. But there was a, a Mockingbird in that Agent's of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. So this right. either, you know, totally just gets rid of that Agent's of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, puts that on a different universe or whatever, <laughs> or, you know, Agent 19 Mockingbird mm-hmm. is just like, a moniker so, yeah. So either Joe, it's like, really, oh, uh, a cool little easter egg or, you know, pull something in big picture style.
0: Joe, you're really spoiling hmm. a lot of future interesting. Marvel developments that I didn't know about because I don't read the comics.
4: Uh, well, I don't that's think, <laughs> I don't, I don't think exist, Linda is going to like... Put on, you know, a onesie and go back to fighting crime or anything. Uh, yeah. I think that's right. just like a fun... Well there was, was the
0: hints of that and this whole watch they're trying to get back the whole time. I'm like, what's up with this watch? And I guess it's just a watch that yeah. she really liked. So Yeah, but it know. would yeah. blow
4: her cover well, of who she was. Yeah. That's uh, none of yeah. none okay.
2: of that is my issue and when <laughs> right. I say the ending too. Couldn't care less about if Hawkeye or Hawkeye <laughs> Kingpin was quote unquote killed. The I do agree it's one of the best shows that they put out for sure. But the structure of, can anybody even just even tell me what, what even happened in that show? There's the black market auction that uncovers all of this. Mm-hmm. But I truly don't even understand why anybody is even just involved at certain points. It, it is revealed
3: because of the Ronin. He's trying to
2: destroy
0: the Ronin. Yes. stuff. That part
2: is wrapped up so quickly, and again, he he truly uh, he bumps into that girl. It's also happenstance. He bumps into Kate who's wearing that. He he wouldn't have seen it otherwise. <coughs> then he goes, Oh, there's this whole thing we've got to unravel, which is that your mom is the master of a bunch of tracksuits who are in league with the kingpin. It's it's a little snowball that turns into a gigantic boulder at the end. That that is my issue with the show.
4: Oh, I, I like that structure. Mm. That's like yeah. one of my preferred <clears throat> types of adventures. Is oops, I fell into this, and now it's keep going. I got invited then to a Christmas of, party, I'm and stuck. now it's getting taken over by terrorists.
0: Yeah, yeah I like the uh, I yeah. like the Christmas uh, diehard vibes to it all. Like it felt like a throwback to to that kind of thing.
3: That finale felt yeah. very diehard when they're in the office yeah. building. Yeah, yeah. I I liked that it was Christmas themed that's unique like I don't know if it's going to be a yearly watch but like having the Christmas music like in the show itself it's it's like it it definitely time stamped itself to the holiday season I just wish Falcon and the Winter Soldier
4: was half as good as Hawkeye was (laughs) like half as good I would have been
0: (laughs) happy. And I think what made Hawkeye even better yeah, too is the, overshadowed it. in conjunction with the Spider-Man movie coming out, like it was just such good synergy with the Daredevil showing up in Spider-Man, like it was the best week that Marvel's had since Endgame yeah. or even before Endgame, so
3: was the best week movies have had since before yeah. all of this happened as well. So Right, except the week Dune came out. <clears throat> yeah, except the week Dune came out. But Jacob, I know you're like forgetting. I know you like Bow Guys, but do you like Boba guys? Like a Boba <laughs> Fett. And do you like his book? Because you're reading Dune. Do you read the book yeah. of Boba Fett or have you not Sorry, like. read it yet?
0: <laughs> you know, maybe Boba Fett would maybe be better if he had a bow, Boba's Bow. Boba's Bow. Can you but, draw that <laughs>
3: artist? Hey, fan art that to me, Boba's yeah. bow. Thank you. It's made oh, from a gappy uses stick.
4: a bow, and that's like his little
3: Omega? sister. Yeah. Omega? Omega. Oh, yeah. Omega? Um, yeah, who knows? But um, Joe, Book of Boba Fett, watched it yet?
4: Oh, yeah, I loved it, man. Uh, I get a lot of people are like, eh, it's not that great. That's your fault. You've you, <laughs> you known for years that like, right. the Boba Fett thing is probably not going to be that interesting. otherwise (laughs) it would have happened one of the nine million times they tried to make it happen so if you put it into that context i was actually really impressed it was better than i thought it would be to me spoiler alert just getting that uh escape scene is like yeah the the rest could be a blank screen and it's gonna be fine like that's that's all i wanted from this
0: well we're talking about a character we're talking about a character that was originally killed as basically a gag, like a, a blind guy pushes him into the Sarlacc and he dies. <laughs> like it's he like was a never intended.
3: In scene too, yeah. So.
0: yeah, so he was never intended to be like the cultural kind of phenomenon that he became. And, you know, Mike and I, we have a friend that is super into Boba Fett, uh, but he never did anything cool in the original series. Like, uh, but so I thought it would, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be great. Like it wasn't like, the Mandalorian level of of I was really into it, but I did enjoy it. I'm willing to watch more.
2: Can I ask Joe, Master of Space and Time, where is this? So this is, this is uh, like right <laughs> after
0: Return of the Jedi, basically, right?
4: Well, no, this is post-Mando because uh, he's got the <laughs> oh, yeah, armor yeah. back, but, but, but he escaped. Where is It's five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Mando season was five years after Return of the Jedi. Season two rolls into uh, season one pretty abruptly, so I would assume it's five to six canon years since Return of the Jedi, which means he probably roamed to the desert for four to five years, but I'm assuming we're going to see more and more of that adventure as the show unwinds and look like there's like a couple cameos. Beyond anything, like, I think the book of Boba Fett could be a good set up series for other stuff. And I have zero problem with that. I get a lot of people could have a problem with that. It's like, no, I just want a good Boba thing. Nah, like, introduce me to some other parts of the universe that we're going to explore in other shows. You know what I mean? Like, Mandalorian, you know, like, (laughs) maybe we'll get a Mando cameo. Maybe that'll give us a hint to what's going to happen in season three. More than anything, I'm hoping we see, like, a Prince Zizer. Or you know um, Yo. a mall from Crimson Dawn,
3: another hut,
4: something like that. Dash Rendar, oh my god, I'd lose my fucking mind.
0: Let's uh, go, uh, Grogu. The kid from
4: Jedi Outcast, <laughs> like, Grogu. yeah. yeah that's Grogu. Nice I agree with
0: you, Joe. Yeah. You know it kind of shows you know what's going on with Tatooine right now, like the yeah. you know the whole Tatooine scene, but. Uh, to me, yeah, it could, it could be a bridge to other things. I think it's funny the developments of like when they first were making the Mandalorian, people were like, oh, is it going to be about Boba Fett? And they're like, no, it's not going to be Boba Fett. It's going to be a different Mandalorian. And actually, Boba Fett's not really a Mandalorian. He's actually a clone of Jango Fett. Blah blah blah. But uh, and now we're actually getting the Bang- the Boba Fett show. Yeah. Um, the other thing I really like about it is that Tamura Morrison and Ming-Na Wen are just like you know two people that are over the age of 60. Right. And they're like the two stars of this, this show with action and (laughs) stuff. The action wasn't amazing, but it's just nice to see them. Uh, and the action was really bad. (laughs) Yeah. But like, he's he's an old guy. He can't, you know, he can't move like some of the younger people.
3: I I do think, um, you know, we, we did episodes two years ago on every star Wars movie. And I think it's, it's no secret that regardless, you know, the Disney ones are inferior to what came before, including the prequels in almost every way. Um, because they did not just look at what Marvel was doing and say, Hey, what if we had like a roadmap for these? So now (laughs) they're like... Let's just do the Marvel thing. We'll have like this Hawkeye, right? We'll have Boba Fett. and It'll be a setup show. It'll be connecting the next kind of right. thing. We have Obi-Wan yeah. coming. We'll introduce Darth Maul. He'll be an Obi-Wan show. Who the fuck knows? But like using it as that. That's they're definitely smart.
0: following. Yeah, they're following the MCU template of their recent show. And they
3: should have done that from the start when they okay. got the rights to Star War. Well, <laughs> when you got to think are all exactly the over like, the timeline. Because uh, I... Yeah.
4: You know, I want is, Deanna is
2: Tioneforeo's Jabba Hut. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so you know, Mando is post Return of the or Revenge of Return of the Jedi pre uh, sequel series. Force Awakens,
0: yes. yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, but Obi Wan can't be. You know that 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 caps at uh, a, new hope, right? a new hope. That's pre. Can't go yeah. beyond that. A moment uh, the Cassian Endor for. show cannot go past Rogue One. So. We're going to be spoiled three to four different time. Pieces. Yeah, spoiler alert for Rogue One. Guessing into doesn't we get out. There's yeah. also that Aco- Acolyte show. So have like- announced
0: so many shows that have also been canceled. It's like we announced this whole slate. A couple of them have already been. You know, uh, Rangers of the nicer of uh, the Old Republic is is gone or whatever. But um, I'm a little apprehensive about the Obi Wan show still, just because. You know, there wasn't supposed to be anything more between *Revenge of the Sith* and *New Hope*. Like, that's the Anakin Obi Wan story. Like, why are we bringing back Hayden Christensen? Like, it doesn't make sense. But I'll just, you know, I'll watch and see. Does I, it I got need to this, exist.
4: Uh, well, <laughs> that's the question. Everything Mike. needs to exist. I Nothing. watched, uh, rewatched *Solo* a couple days ago. Before. Wow. Well, yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm sorry. really hopeful that we're going to get some sort of tie-in to the crime Amelia syndicates Clark. and the underworld. Yeah. In book of Boba Fett, it just makes sense to me. Like that's really Wait, what so, I'm
2: hopeful for. Well, uh, sure. What what time periods that Joe? Could that Han Solo show up on this show? That aged guy, the Aldrin Aaron Reich. My no, argument because this would, would, would be, be yes,
4: and that you need to like everyone just needs to get over it. And I think the biggest mistake Not that Boba Fett. Yeah, well, he could, because that, here's my that, argument.
2: Well, it couldn't be Harrison Ford. He's a million years old, he <laughs> Yeah, He
4: would never me, come let me, back. Let me, let me just make this clear argument. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A million people have played Batman. Harrison Ford is not Han Solo. Han Solo is a character. The biggest right, mistake that Disney's be, made so yeah. far, in my opinion, is that they did the face morph technology for Luke in Mando season uh. two instead of just
2: casting someone.
4: These characters Sebastian are going Sebastian
2: Stan, up. Winter Soldier. Sebastian
4: Stan, yeah, it could have been. True, but these characters true. are going to show up. You might as well like just get used to the new
3: kids on the block. But like, the studio said Han, they're going to do it with or without us, according uh, to the mate, M4 right, right.
0: But Han Solo, I mean, out wouldn't he be out in there like 10 years from now? Because this is post-Return of the Jedi. He would You're have to telling me it's Morrison
2: standing next to Jabba the Hutt? I guess that is what it's always is. <laughs> but it's this guy, this out-of-shape guy who <laughs>
0: crawls out of the worm is the guy who was well, it's, standing it's, next to him? If you think about it, the original series was like 30 years after the prequel. So he's 30 years right. older. So I guess he would be yes. in his 30s or 40s, he was 10 year
2: old kid he'd be 40 you're right yeah yeah so okay. solo
4: ends with him and chewbacca being like hey let's go on to this planet called tatooine and we'll go work for someone called jabba <clears> the hut <throat> so you can infer right. that the end of solo is only a year before the original series happens the original yeah, series right. happens over the course of five years so if he right. shows up in things right. now he's about the right age I guess sense, that's solo. true. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. m- like yeah, my Joe, argument you're is right. just, like, you got to get over it. Like, everyone's <coughs> just got to, like, I think the biggest mistake they made in retrospect is going to be that they face-morphed Luke instead of just hiring someone. That's and an interesting I argument. I bet you, Galaxy braiding it, that, like, 20 years from now, when when our kids are watching their favorite era of Star oh, Wars, no. which is this, uh, <laughs> they're going to go back to those old episodes, and they're going to put in whatever person that they cast sure. as Luke Absolutely. for that final oh, no. reveal.
0: Joe, I think you're right, because the <laughs> other thing is, right. um, you know, people who are against recasting some of these characters, like, you're naive if you think you're never going to see a young Luke and young Leia and young Han again, yeah. played by different actors. Like, of course, yeah. like, you know, Star Wars is going to keep going. They're going to keep making shit. Of course, they're going to do that eventually. And I'll
4: tell you, like, after rewatching Solo, you're fucking lucky you got this Aldrin Ellick and uh, uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Donald Glover. Like, they're good. Yes. Yeah. They're fine. His
2: pronunciation
4: and is and Mike's gonna too. be oh, fucking ninety years old. <laughs>
3: saying to his
2: grandkids, "No, put on the McClunky cut. That's the
3: good one. <laughs> the McClunky cut is the best we ever That's got. That's right. We need That's a we right. need a
0: freaking Greedo uh, cameo in, in Boba Fett or something. Yes. No, or
2: no, yes, or a damn different it. whatever, keep whatever messed messed his,
0: his species is called. We need to show Dijian
2: solo. Yeah. yeah
4: yeah i want yeah. i want a dengar or uh ig88
0: give me like a boss oh, yeah.
4: someone someone's got to yes. show up you gotta come on come we on, gotta,
0: come come they, on. The, yeah. they had that lizard guy show up and he was like didn't you used to be this guy that like work with this guy or something did not they say that yeah but that know, wasn't boss that. that was it just wasn't a boss
3: yeah no vassal or whatever yeah, it could um, be any lizard guy really
2: yeah, but I uh, you know, no, it needs to be well, the bright lizard guy. <laughs> it's a gorn anyway. <laughs> anyway. It needs to be the guy I
3: remember. Oh, it yeah, is a okay. gorn, you're right. And then uh the Princess Leia disguise looks like the breen. You know. Right, yeah. So anyway. There you go. <laughs> George Lucas just stole ideas from other people. Probably yeah, he got very, very Tatooine lucky. Sandworms. I wonder where
0: you got that idea
3: from. a Spice. planet that's a desert mm. he two it from Trailers,
0: obviously.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the originator of the right. sandworm. yeah. But yeah well so we'll uh, see. Book of Boba Fett just coming out now. Let us know what you think, normies. Um Quick little video game hit. I don't have a ton here, and then I do want to throw okay. in the wrap up to Jacob. Jacob has a very special <laughs> segment that we're going to get to yes, at we do. the top of final thoughts. We're going to okay. save it okay. for you. We're teasing it. So, <laughs> Great. any 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 interesting video game hits since? It,
2: it, if you're not jumping right in, Mike, I will sacrifice to the altar because I am so excited and happy. Joe has been playing Pokemon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
4: I've been playing uh, uh, Sword and Shield. I think it's yes. Sword and Shield is what it's called. Look, uh, yeah, yeah. so this is the first Switch game that I don't feel too dumb for. Like I've played Breath of the Wild, and I just feel like, <laughs> like 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 inept trying to play it. Like I, I wander in end game level shit all the time. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Pokemon <laughs> right. is like, oh, you vaguely remember your childhood. It's just so easy now. Everything yes, you want, Pikachu you takes just you by the do. hand. Yeah, it's it's adorable. I fucking love it. Uh, immediately Yay. put in like. In the first, in the first three days, like my Pokedex was up to like two hundred. I, like, oh, I had like had ten level sixty characters already, and now I'm just like fighting off the urge to go finish the story. Which you know, like if I if it I went down quick. right now and played about forty five minutes, I think I'd be done with the story. But uh, you'd be
3: done, but you're not done yet. Yeah, yet.
4: no, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Like it's it's been. Um, that's just like getting back on riding a bike. But now, did you know kids don't have to pedal anymore? Like, that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah,
2: you yeah, don't have to do yeah. anything anymore. To yeah. my non two switch friends here, I will just say this feels like a triumph for me. You know, this is my little corner of nerdy shit. Obviously, yeah, we sure. all toyed with it as children but you you kind of fight that urge right and joe's like eh do i want to come back into this and it, it seemed like just a fun success and that oh, you see that it is it's like it's a thing so where it's fun. like there's no stress to this yeah. Yeah, i i'm not this is like this is this is what i remember video games being like it's like there's just no consequences you're just having a good time and could right. you two ever see yourself jumping back with pokemon
3: Personally, yes, because, you know, it's not too long ago that I was back in the Pokemon world on the 3DS, you know, right before the mm. Switch. Um, and, like, you know, I would do tournaments. Like, I went to a competitive Pokemon tournament with friend oh, of the show you know at the Kaita. Market, then Mike. So, I could, yeah, it Mike's wouldn't Kaita take much Pokemon. to get me he back does. in. Tom, yeah, it's, yeah. it's
4: worth the cost of a Switch just to play Pokemon <laughs> again. Like, I, I really do think so. And there's also, the I, weird new yeah, Japanese Switch. one coming out. In like, the weird I, I was looking in possible. to get the.
3: Oh, yeah. How did you play the Switch?
4: I, I, Colin, I, I, so I pace around my house with it on the TV. <laughs> sure. And I don't like play with the I controller. That. I hold the two separately. <laughs> sure. I, okay. Whatever, you know, whatever works for you. Can. way to play. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I pretty think sure so.
3: I saw that in one of their, comm- their very diverse commercials. <laughs> well, it's just an <laughs> extension of the nunchucks, the Wii yeah, Nunchuck. Yeah, <laughs> with the Joy yeah. it's so on the TV. Like,
4: you can like, camp with the Pokemon and when you
0: do that, you gotta like throw yeah. the ball and they come and get it. Oh, that's okay, let me ask you this: Is there like a crafting element? Because I really need a crafting that element. That in my the
2: <laughs> one thing that. But if, if uh, there used to be base making, Jacob, if they put yeah. that back in and you could specialize that stuff, I, I would need base making. push it under your
0: door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was Taylor looking made. into getting one of those new like OLED switches. uh I'll, I, I'll either get that or a PS5. I don't know, but you'll never um, get a PS5, then, so <laughs> do it. You probably shouldn't. But What I wanted to ask you guys about is there's this new open world Pokemon game that they're developing, right? So, what? How is your interest in that?
2: That's going to be a little bit more like my beloved franchise, Monster Hunter, Joe. So, Mm. I'm a little more worried about where that's going to go. And everybody keeps coming out with like, and what you just said, Breath of the Wild is too much for you as far as just gameplay, which is totally fine. This is people going like finally, you know, a Pokemon game for the Switch, like Breath of the Wild, this is what it should have been the whole time, and I don't know I don't know
3: hmm. I mean, yeah, that might be, be, yeah, go ahead No, no, like, it gives you the some people have a, a, a Pokemon dream in their head, of being able to actually have a Pokemon, like, so that yes. idea of, like, it gives you the sense of scale of with these creatures, because when you read a Pokemon card or their description, it's like what, you know, Onyx is like 15 feet tall you know right. he's a little pixel on the thing but to see that represented contrasting your avatar would kind of be interesting but you it could be a more complex game. system
4: when you when really, you're, the, the when you're hunting pokemon in this game or you're running around like yeah there will be a giant onyx, and you can either run away from him or run up to him or you can swing with oh, the exactly. yeah.
0: yeah no well, so this brings that to that me problem. my other my wow. other problem yeah. okay this brings so me to my other problem <laughs> Is that uh, there's too damn many of them? Okay, not to sound yes. like a like an old geezer, but after like the second generation, I was like, I I can't, I don't know who any of these fucking Pokemon are. Like, there's too many of them now. I only know I, the I h- say, first three hundred. I only know the first one
4: hundred and fifty. Uh, yeah, but then like you know, this one, it's like. It, coughing, remember coughing, but he's got a top hat yeah, and wheezing. <laughs> like, he's just got a, it's <laughs> yes, the same one that Yeah, they're a probably
0: running hat. out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like well, this well, one's, pretty pretty the yeah, this yeah, one's they just all the monkey. Hawaiian ones. Yeah, yeah. this is, this is the,
4: this the first versions. time <laughs> I gave them all nicknames. <laughs> 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 Usually, I would just be like, oh, no, that's it's Growlithe. It's cool. It's Growlithe." This someone like I always give them. I don't know what that thing is. I'm gonna call it. You know,
2: like cookie. I like it. It's yours. Cookie's yours, Joe. That's the point. I like yeah. the
3: generation where they got to uh like this is a Pokemon. What is it? It's keys. It's <laughs> just keys. <laughs> it's just right. keys right. on a key It's chain. just an ice cream yeah. cone. Yeah. It's yeah. just an ice cream we're we're cone. We were just hungry.
4: Like Clink yeah. and Clunk are in this one and they're just like little gears. Like, what I really
0: are. like, what I'd really like is if they could make if they could remaster like red and blue, but with updated graphics to like short and shield level and all this kind of the modern stuff that Short and Shield has, but only red and blue and just have the first 150 and all yeah, that it's, stuff.
4: It, Jacob, it's called Let's Go Pikachu, and it's it already exists. It's oh, really? Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee is the original
2: 150.
3: Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. This is a great backdoor Pokemon sales pitch. <laughs> is that, is that, is that not?
2: It is. Am I wrong? No, I'm you're 100%. Is, right? No, Joe, you are 100% right. I'm doing that shaky thing because then you just run into what the Pokemon company has done to all this stuff because that's actually kind of a Pokemon Go hybrid as well. You're not actually uh, playing it like you used to. It's kind of mobile augmented reality. Based
0: oh play. yeah, There's like the a yeah, bit more flicking, yeah. I, Interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah, to what Mike was saying about how um, you know, uh, Pokemon in your head. People have yeah. a Pokemon game in their head. And it's it's never going to be perfect. And I'm just <laughs> always happy with the fair we get because I like seeing all these little idiots. So that's right. that's my opinion
0: on it. Yeah. If I had a well, switch I probably would get it, but we'll should. see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Colin, I named my uh I got the little grass monkey, he was my starter, and I named him
3: Monkey mm-hmm. Bone. Sure. That's hey, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Very excellent. I love you, Monkey um, Bone. Well, as far as you know, Pokemon, obviously a big release is a big game to be playing, um, and there's one in everybody's head, and it's not necessarily the one you always get, and that's very similar to the other big release that happened during this time, which is Halo Infinite. Da, 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 da. Obviously, da, 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 da. there's a Halo game in every Halo fan's head,
2: <laughs> Halo and this 3. isn't that
3: game.
0: How, how is it
2: stacking up, though, boys, to it's that terrible. image in your head? Well, and no. I love it. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't it's say terrible it's terrible, and I terrible. Love it. yeah. I mean, the, it, there's really good things about it, there's things that they need to fix and improve. Uh, remember when games just came out and then they were out and they were finished and everyone loved them? <laughs> they were that, on a, disc that and all the the a was
3: there. <laughs> yeah. Everything, that, the, yeah,
0: that doesn't exist anymore. Games are in a constant <laughs> yeah. state of uh, this needs fixed, this needs patched, this the servers need you know, improved, <laughs> upgraded. like upgraded. So, anytime anything comes out like Halo Infinite which people are loving and playing a lot. Like, I love the gameplay, but it's everything else. It's the uh, monetization. It's the server issues, the lag. Like, it's killing the game right now. And, and obviously, you know, they're going to fix stuff in January. But, yeah. I to agree. that so, end, the
2: story yeah. mode is not out. You guys are no, the story, only playing it's multiplayer.
0: It's out now. It's oh, out. It came so, out
3: in December. Yeah. So,
0: you can get the multiplayer free to play. You can download, you can play it right now. Totally free. Uh, the campaign is $60. So I have both. So I've played a bunch of the campaign, really love the campaign. So that really, yeah, um, so the thing about the campaign this time, it's the first open world halo game. So it's got the traditional halo levels, but in between that, there's a lot of like far cry S going around, conquering different bases and that kind of thing.
3: i five like, oh, kind of vibe. Weird. Yeah.
0: So if you like that, uh, if you like breath of the wild, uh, you know, in your Halo, then you're gonna like it. You gotta kind of walk around the whole
3: ring, right? Theoretically?
0: Essentially, yeah. Like, you, I mean, there's, you know, it's cool because you can get different, you know, warthogs and shit, but the new addition to this game, which I love, is the grappling hook. And every game is improved Spider-Man. with the grappling hook. <laughs> oh, yes. Course.
4: I'm sold. So so you heard... me I can web swing and you get a little shot.
0: You know, no yes. So, Traversal has never been more fun because I just grapple hook everywhere in the campaign. And if you've ever played uh, Just Cause, have you guys ever played those games? Totally.
3: Never. It's yes. a lot
0: like Just Cause. Um that's a game where you just blow stuff up a lot and you fly around with a grappling hook and a parachute and whatnot. But this it's game a third is super person fun. Game,
4: though. This is, I'm assuming it's all still first person, even like, even Oh in yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a
0: first person shooter, but you, you know, it's semi open world. So there's different areas in between sort of the main story missions, uh, where it's a little more, uh, kind of on rails. Uh, so I think it's it sort of works like the open world doesn't elevate the campaign that much like it's pretty if you played any open world game like that you've played you know this game it doesn't add a lot of new elements but it's just fun to just go around I get all the different collectibles which I can use in multiplayer and so I have been putting a lot of time into that.
3: Uh, yeah and so <clears throat> speaking for the cool. free component the multiplayer right? Yes. Uh, the game is called Halo Infinite, but I call it Halo Finite because like <laughs> the, the the options are so limited oh, right bite. now. As Jacob said, it's not complete, so they don't have like a team Slayer ranked mode. Like they, like mm-hmm. there's modes missing. Um,
0: yeah, they it they're, launched they're, with only ranked, quick play, and Fiesta, which was the limited time event. Uh, they didn't have yes, SWAT. Uh, they didn't have free for all at first. They didn't even have team Slayer by itself, <laughs> separated from objective. So they've added some of yeah. that stuff now,
3: but. So that's a problem. They only have like six maps. And then again, the monetization is so bad where like if if you pay the $10 a month or whatever for the battle pass, you can get cooler customizables. But if you don't, you don't get shit. And the other thing is if you unlock, say, you want to unlock the color purple, you have like 10 different armor sets, but you can only use the color purple on one. And then you need to unlock it again for every other armor set that you want the color purple. But there's not even 10 armor sets right now.
0: Right now there's... So you have the main armor set. You have the one from the first battle pass, which is Heroes of Reach. So it's like all the different armor from Reach. Uh, So you can pay $10 for the premium battle pass. You get some cool stuff. But then all of the all of the cool colors and coatings that I hey. unlocked from the, mo- from the campaign are all on the one armor core. And then all the cool stuff that I unlock is on the other. Armor like core. you
3: can't buy one can of paint for everything is the yeah, problem. And even like, if you want to change the color of your logo, you have to get that color for every different logo. And it's like, yeah, fuck you guys. So basically.
0: the, <laughs> the, customization and monetization is completely predatory. Right now. It's very yeah, predatory. It's predatory. I would say it needs a complete overhaul. Probably not going to happen to that degree, but they are going to like the, Outrage has been so, you know, loud that they're yeah. definitely gonna fix They'll certain fix things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, the same thing the, happened with uh, yeah.
4: Battlefront 2 when it came out. People oh, yeah. were like, this yeah. is garbage. That game is still playable now that it's been fixed.
0: Right. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah. so, and the so core, so core as lining, play, the core gameplay yeah, game is great. Are good the shooting is 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 the best like sense like halo 2 and halo 3 i think like it's Man. never been cleaner like the the that core gameplay loop of like just killing people and dying and getting reborn like it's still in super fun fields. yeah it's yeah. still super addicting i've been playing a lot of ranked i've been playing with mike i've been playing with our other friends we had seven we were rolling seven or eight people deep last night doing big Damn, team battle death match with the boys <laughs> we had yeah. 12
3: people in a big team battle at one point so it's been fun
0: party. socially So it's definitely been the social aspect, but even the social aspect, it's like, it's not the same. They don't have pregame lobbies. You can't really talk to the other people in the game that much. Like it's not the same. Like Halo three through
3: discord. We're not doing it in game. Yeah. I can't even figure
0: out how to add people as friends in the game. I just do it all on discord. Oh the uh,
3: UI is trash too. It, UI it looks is terrible. Like, beta.
0: like so many things <laughs> yeah. that were solved with Halo 3 have been so sure. like downgraded. It's just insane
3: that like they didn't just Remember we don't finish games anymore. That's not what we do. But <laughs> right you know, but the mechanics they did nail. It's fun to shoot, and you know, Halo Infinite. Yeah. If you like Halo, play the multiplayer for free. And I think right the best
0: now. thing about it has been the social aspect of I have different friends from kind of different circles meeting for the first time and, and talking on Discord, and because of this game. And nothing beats just like you know, getting in a warthog with your friend, riding around, shooting the gun.
3: Like it's 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 a True blast right. for sure. Yeah, Halo was the first game to bridge the nerds and the jocks in yes. that That's era right. of my life. That's one hundred percent right. Everybody. Mike loves halo everybody's doing that again halo. halo's back baby it it's feels back. good there's an energy around it it has some issues a lot of issues fix them Dev, yeah pointing at the camera but uh the mechanics are good it's fun to play when everything is working when the server's not crashing and everything's going smooth it's a ton of fun and, and that's pretty much it Man, yeah.
4: Halo, pokemon toby Maguire, <laughs> spider-man
0: the matrix oh boy. it's a great wow. time to be a 13 year old boy
3: we're back. Yeah, it's a wonderful time. It's a great time, time to
0: be a uh, former 13-year-old boy who's in their early 30s, right?
3: <laughs> and has expendable income and wants to rebuy your childhood. I yeah. love it. All right. Well, how about this? I think we're going to head over to final thoughts. And right at the top, we have a very special second <laughs> from Jacob. Don't we'll hype it up that, that right much. right after this. Get ready. You guys are going to love <laughs> it's best it. Thing. Right.
4: It's the best thing that's ever been on this pod.
3: Mm-hmm. Go, go bring your friends into the room and yeah, have yeah, them yeah, put yeah. it on their phone separately so we get more listens. It's important. Yeah, right. This is important. <laughs> Very important. Catch you after... Right now.
2: Our love is Great. Alive. We're back. We're um, about to wrap things up here, but first we're gonna throw it over to Jacob mm-hmm. for a special segment. What we're <laughs> calling the a to Me Awards.
0: Yes. <laughs> I wanted to call this uh, Jacob's award movie roundup. I was, I was told we're gonna call it Acabdomy Awards. It. <laughs> uh, the boy. Yeah, voted. I've seen a couple uh, I've seen a couple awards movies recently or movies that are sort of favorites to be nominated for Best Picture, if you will. Um, and In I've the got conversation. Th- In the conversation, for sure. I've got three movies for you. Uh, two of them I thought were really excellent. One of them I thought was eh, not that great. Um, but they are Licorice Pizza, Power of mm. the Dog, and Don't mm. Look Up. So dogs, uh, first all. look up. So <laughs> which yeah,
2: one did or you licorice? think was kind of not no. good? I saw all of those except licorice pizza, which I'm okay. very jealous of. That's that's a cool check. Yes.
0: Um, so real quick, Joe and Mike, have you guys seen any of those? Or I have not
3: seen any of these awards. Movies, I, I have so. not. No.
4: Don't look up. as okay. on my list. But after Matrix Four, yes. I just didn't really have the energy to <laughs> go through the same thing again. <laughs> yeah,
3: so nowadays, two of them f- like, are. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Say, I, go ahead. <laughs>
0: Um, two of them are available on streaming on Netflix. Don't look up and power the dog are on Netflix licorice pizza. I did see in theaters. Uh, I saw a, an afternoon matinee last week and, uh, I had a blast. Of course, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. I might've mentioned it before on here, my all time favorite, uh, director of all time. So of course I always want to see everything that he makes and, uh, he don't miss. So yeah, licorice pizza <laughs> loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, I can talk more about that one as well, but I just want to hit the other ones real quick. The Power of the Dog, also really, really good. Uh, this is Jane Campion uh, film, her first feature film in like 12 years. Um, she's, she's done a bunch of like the, the Piano, which was nominated for Oscars and stuff. Uh, hmm. Really good film. You filmmaker. love The Piano. Yeah. I watched a bunch of Jane Campion uh, films in school for, for I remember. A I remember project. you
2: bringing The Piano home and watching it.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so um, Power of the Dog, Really, really good. It's a Western, uh, uh, but it's a it's a different kind of Western. There isn't a gun in the movie, I don't think. There's no kind of action or anything like that. It's a very kind of understated, uh, psycho-drama-thriller type of thing, but uh, it has a great ensemble. Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, real-life couple Kirsten Dunst and... Uh, Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. I call him Landry because hmm. that's what I that's know right. him <laughs> as in Friday no Night, Night Lights. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Cody Smith-McPhee, who plays the the kid. Uh, A.K. crawler. Yeah. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch freaking kills it. And I usually don't even like Benedict Cumberbatch, but he's great in this role. I think probably going to win an Oscar for uh, Best Actor. Um, but he plays a a very interesting character. He's like, so basically him and Jesse Plemons are two, uh, people from these rich, this rich kind of Boston family who, Moved out west to be cattle farmers. Also, this this whole movie was shot in New Zealand, uh, but it's supposed mm. to be the American West, which is interesting because you can kind of tell it's New Zealand sometimes because it just looks different than the American West. But Lush. it kind of looks like they're in Middle Earth sometimes. Uh, <laughs> nice, but okay. great. Uh, you know, great scenery. Obviously, hopefully, um, everybody got paid scale.
4: Jesse Plemons yeah. is the Union. sheriff of the Shire.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, but but they're these kind of rich. These come from this rich family, but they move out west to become cowboys and cattle farmers. And Benedict Cumberbatch plays this character. He's a like a closeted gay man who projects this outward like toxic masculinity and bullying kind of persona mm-hmm. to hide his own like uh, um, self or insecurity, whatever. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, a lot of that, and uh, it's just a really well uh paced movie i think like it's just it's super watchable i thought Columns that might be a spoiler well. for
2: listeners i i oh. did i was not uh as taken as you were mm. uh i would agree benedict cumberbatch very good now you shared with us that article about how if you show your penis in a movie you'll never win
0: best actor so uh, <laughs> i guess he won't <laughs> yeah
3: kelly um, murphy's out you know 28 days later <laughs> right.
0: Not to you know spoil too much, but uh, there's a lot of subtlety. You might even have to watch it twice to kind of get some of the subtleness of the themes that are going on and some things that yes. maybe I didn't even completely way over understand. my head.
2: You know, yeah, the best I could do is give you what I think that movie's about, and I'm mm. not positive about <laughs> nailing that.
0: So. There's a lot going on though, and at first, you know, you don't know what you're getting into exactly. But as it goes on, I think it gets kind of more intense. Uh, you know, into the third act, it gets very interesting. and i never knew exactly where it was going.
4: So that um, means I, the one that you were not that crazy about then is
0: don't. Look that's up. right.
2: That's where the discourse seems up. to be on this one, Jacob, that, uh, people really kind of soured on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. So, you know, this is Adam McKay director, uh, he also did, you know, Vice and he's done, uh, he did the the Big Short. So he's done a couple of political esque type films recently. He's uh, also
2: done these movies called Anchorman and yeah. Step Brothers, some of those most He used to most do a bunch of Will comedies. comedies, of all comedies. Time. Yes. Uh, right, right.
0: Now he does, it <laughs> seems like exclusively political comedy, which is, you know, I like uh, The Big Worth Short. Mentioning. I didn't see Vice, but uh, this movie. It kind of left me lukewarm. It's got an insanely stacked cast, but they don't really have that much to do. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Timothy Chalamet, Jonah Hill. Like, insanely stacked,
2: stacked
4: cast. What's that really
0: awful comedy?
4: I think it's called Movie 43. Is that, yes. is that
2: right? That's <laughs> Emma
0: Stone. Yeah, yeah.
4: the trailer for Don't Look Up gave Movie 43 vibes for me. So I have not that It's not that, that bad.
0: Yet. But I'll tell you what it is. It's not that bad. But what it is, it's a movie for uh, essentially pretentious liberals who already agree with the point of the movie. It's essentially a movie that's preaching to the choir. So anyone who who are, you know, it's a movie about climate change, uh, obviously, or maybe not obviously if you didn't know. But uh, it could also be about COVID because, you know, there's a lot of things that are very similar to the way our government responded to COVID. Uh but to me, it just didn't land because it's like anyone who thinks this is a good movie already agrees with the point it's making. So it's not doing anything other than it's just a bunch of smug Hollywood liberals kind of preaching to the choir, like I said. Matrix an Oscar. 4.
4: Like that is, uh, you, that's that's exactly why I don't like I, Matrix now, Jill, 4 yeah, I but would
2: this say that obviously both of these movies mm, but they're both about climate change Matrix 4 mm. is 100% about climate change um, I have I not watched this
4: because after Matrix 4 I was like I feel like I'm going to feel the same way about both these movies which is like
0: okay I got it in the first two
4: minutes do something yeah.
0: interesting exactly mm. that's exactly how I felt I didn't feel like it really justified even existing like we get it. Like climate change is bad. The government's not doing enough about it. Like we all
3: know that.
2: Yeah, I don't that's need a movie the point. To tell that. Get outraged. Get I mad.
3: Potholes. And like the government doesn't do enough about pretty much anything. So yeah. yeah. Even right. if, like, with this not got
0: Adam McKay it, it, saying like, well, you know, people got to wake up. It's like, yeah, we already know that. Yeah. We no shit. Then locked. wake
2: up. <laughs> yeah. We all need to. Then I understand well, you're saying the people are not directly. Yeah. Targeting might not uh, uh, receive its message, but it's a populist film in a a popular streaming service that will get eyes on it that those people will misinterpret. You know they will. And it does paint liberals in the light of being too obsessed with other stupid shit to fix it as well. It literally looks you in the eye and says, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Just fix the problem. And and right. I, I my heart was racing by the end of the film and that's wow. that's about mm. it. all so I you can about it. It. So you liked it? I loved it. I thought it was wow. great. Wow. Wow.
0: Okay. I will say there are some points that did work for me. Some points of satire that definitely did work for me. Um, but some things I just like what are they even going for here? Like like Meryl Streep playing the president, she's like a weird mixture <laughs> between Trump and Hillary Clinton. And Hillary but it was just like some people were like too stupid to even like exist. Like it was too unrealistic almost. Like I get like government is incompetent, but like it's not that bad. Like, you know, it's like, like Jonah Hill plays her son. Who's also her chief of staff is just like, I don't know. It wasn't, it it seemed like a a lot of cocaine
2: addict. Who does that sound like? (laughs) What Trump's son does that sound like? Right. But it's,
0: it's, it's the satire is a little too broad for me. It's like, I don't fully get what they're going for. There were some moments that I thought were, we're good, but overall, yeah. And it, it's it's like two and a half hours long. It's so long. Yeah, it's very long. Mm. I mean, I'll definitely check <clears> it right. out
4: at some point. I, you know, Licorice Pizza is the only one where it's like, ah, can you just get to that twenty to thirty dollar mark on Amazon already? Because I'll pay to watch that for sure. Um, yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. I to go I back to see li- all of them, Sorry. but uh, don't
4: look. Yeah, it, I still say didn't have the patience for after watching Matrix Four so closely.
0: Hmm. yeah I say you know definitely still watch don't look up and maybe you know form your own opinions but for me it's missable like it's not one that I would say go out and watch right away because you can always catch up to it but uh, and yeah it just has a huge cast that it doesn't do a lot with like Leo and Jennifer Lawrence are kind of understated even Timothy Chalamet kind of just shows up just for a little bit and it's like why you know I don't know but it was fine but licorice pizza if I can go back to that really quick Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, we love him, right?
3: Love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> we King. love
0: to see it. This movie is set in the 1970s in the San Fernando Valley, uh, which is a time period that I'm very nostalgic for, even though I didn't exist <laughs> then. But uh, it's a time period that I that I would, would you know love to be in right now. And uh, this movie stars Cooper Hoffman, who is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, and Alana Haim from the band Haim. Uh mm if you, if you're familiar with that band, it's three sisters. Uh, yeah. their last name is Haim, uh, in both Raised their in acting the debut. Yeah. Raised in the Valley. And this is kind of a very, like a chill hangout movie. It's a friends and family thing with Paul Thomas Anderson. He's very close with the Haim family. <laughs> the whole Haim family stars in it as like the themselves, basically her sisters play her sisters and her parents oh, play really? their parents in the movie. No, uh, really. and That's yeah. Cool. And, uh, Maya Rudolph, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's wife is in it. So it's just, you know, they shot it locally here in the Valley and, uh, during COVID. So it was like very unusual filming, but they got a bunch of friends and family in it and stuff. Fresh face cast,
2: Jacob. Um, that's all newcomers. I would love to see them get some accolades. Speaking of stack stuff, how is Sean Penn someone I can never stand?
0: Mm. Well, he's not in it that much. That's what's interesting. Is like, really? So this is—it's kind of a series of vignettes. This movie, like, it doesn't have a traditional plot. It just kind of meanders, but in a good way, because it's just kind of a chill out movie, like a hangout movie. And so, kind celebrities of just one thing get injected
2: in that way. Bradley will come in at some point. Yeah, Bradley Sean Cooper shows up
0: some for a scene. Sean Penn shows up for a scene. And so they're in and out. They're constantly introducing new characters. Uh, Tom Waits is in it. Uh, John C. Riley has a cameo in a very oh, funny really? way. Um, cool. Yeah, and it's just—it's just a really great uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. I always love his movies. Uh, it's probably the most fun I've had with a Paul Thomas Anderson movie since *Boogie Nights*. So it's—it's it's not as dark oh, as some of loved You know, there that. will be blood and that kind of thing. It's—it's—it's a—it's sure. a light movie. Uh, it's about a relationship between a fifteen-year-old kid uh, who's the most confident, like fifteen-year-old boy you'll ever meet, and he kind of falls in love with this twenty-five-year-old uh, young woman. So there's oh, she's been a bit of discourse online about there's a ten-year yeah. age gap between them. But <laughs> sure. just
3: watch the movie and form your own it opinion. It tells a story like around yeah. that, I suppose. Huh. Right? So yeah. watch it. Yeah, um, interesting. What, what do you what do you think is the strongest candidate of the use that you've seen? What's your fr- front uh runner?
0: Licorice Pizza was the most fun to watch. I think The Power of the Dog might be the best movie of the three. Interesting.
3: Really? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for we'll giving definitely us check- the uh, Acabamy Awards. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> check out
0: all three of those. Who will don't look get up. It this you know, year? I mm-hmm. didn't necessarily like it as much, but you might. And let's uh, yeah, see.
2: A- is the only one you're missing maybe that uh, that red rocket?
0: I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen Belfast, which is right now oh, probably Belfast, the totally. favorite to win Best Picture, which mm-hmm, is sure. Kenneth Branagh directed. <coughs> uh, it's kind of a semi-autobiographical about a young boy growing up in Northern Ireland in the 1960s. Tight to tight to tight. During mm. the whole, you know, the troubles and all that. So, uh, you know, England and Northern Ireland, they didn't <coughs> Looks very belong boring. so much. <laughs> no, yeah, it's interesting. No. <laughs> IRA, car bombs. No, you no, know.
2: Catholics. <laughs>
0: um, but I definitely got to check that one out as well. But. Power of the Dog is probably the second most likely to win
3: Best Picture right now, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, we'll see which gets the pat on the back. Um, But you know, (laughs) not that I really care about Oscars, but I just like watching the movie. Yeah, but it's fun to speculate. So here we are at our um, year-end review. Obviously, the Mm -hmm. watcha kind of even though it's the beginning of 2022, looking it back last year. I want to ask, starting with Joe, do do you have a favorite movie of this year, Mm -hmm. and what was it?
1: Mm. yeah yeah spider-man, Spider-Man? Movie came out this year so that's you know <laughs> oh. kind of difficult
4: other than that uh i really enjoyed tick tick boom another andrew garfield movie uh, mm. um oh yeah so i think it does a some really yeah it's a, it's a musical and i think it does some really interesting stuff uh with the camera it's lin-manuel miranda's directorial debut it's um, a musical
0: oh, well. about the making of Rent, right? It stars the creator. Andrew it's Garfield's a, playing the creator of Jonathan Rent. It's a musical Larson. about the guy who created Rent.
4: Uh, Rent's right, not... Right. Really, he's not working on Rent during oh, it okay. or anything like that. And I like gotta that. pay Rent! Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. good. I'll write that down. They do, like, you know, constantly remind you, like, hey, this dude made Rent. Isn't that cool? And that's why you're <laughs> right. watching this story. But uh, other than that, like... There's an interesting... Letchow, you know, he's an incredible actor. And, uh yeah. So other than Spider Man, I would say Tick Tick Boom. I really enjoyed. Gotcha.
3: I definitely want to check that one out. Andrew Garfield. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to check that one out because I know a little bit about that guy's life story. <coughs> uh, he he died right before Rent got big, basically. So he didn't even see his own. He died the night before the
4: first preview. Like he yeah, died wow. literally
0: right before. Terrible. And the
4: whole point of the musical is like he's turning thirty and he's he feels like he's running out of time, and then this guy uh, yeah. literally dies you know, right before his vision is, is realized. So right. obviously that's a little bittersweet, but uh, Andrew Garfield's performance is incredible. He couldn't sing before the movie, Learned how to sing for the movie oh. sings incredibly. Oh, wow. uh, so yeah. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, you're the spider. I'm here for it.
3: Nice. I thought it was years in Dia, but uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> that Colin, what was your favorite uh, um, movie of the year?
2: Uh, well, one real quick, a little bit more of revisionist history. My dad just saw Spider-Man and said to me, God, I've always said Andrew Garfield was good, didn't I? Uh, he was a great Spider-Man. I'm
3: Like no, nobody. <laughs> now we've I, I, all always been saying. Nobody has right? ever yeah. said we never that. Always. Him. I want to reiterate. That. I thought we said um, that was a
0: good. He was a good Spider-Man in bad movies. <laughs> bad Peter
3: Parker. That's what we've that's heard. That's what Joe he's used to say. Too confident as sure. Peter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, that he was too confident. <laughs> he was too cool to be Peter. But he so, was good in bad movies. I think that's the thing. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. To
2: answer your question though, Mike, uh, Letterboxd, the movie rating and reviewing website that oh, yes. I primarily use as a tracking barometer, or just because my mind is truly failing me, a journal I so that. I can go back and look and say, I watched all these. I watched all these. I didn't do a movie a year. I got my year-end report wrap-up that like gives you like the most people you've watched, gauge, like how did you rate right? things exactly. You're, you're here. You go. Yeah. Um, because of this podcast, the most uh, watched actor was Hugo Weaving at nine films. That's three <laughs> Matrixes, the Transformers we watched this year that he was in, and the Lord of the Rings movie that he appeared wow. in. So thank you guys for making him my most watched <laughs> of actor. Of course. Yes, and yes.
3: Agent Elrond.
2: Yes. And I got to say, uh, it tells you, uh, it says, this is the film you rated the highest And it had the highest consensus amongst letterboxed users, so that it's letting you know, like, you you did it, and other people feel this way. And the film that that was, and it's so sad to me that it's not going to be in any of the conversations that Jacob was talking about because of what it is. Mm. Is Bo Burnham's Inside? I think that's the singular greatest piece of art that was created this year. I think it sums up COVID in the way that none of us knew we were feeling about it and then instantly related to it. And of course, because of weird fucked up rules – it it couldn't even win best original like TV movie at the Emmys like it, it, I think it went up only as like comedy special or yeah, something yeah. It like went that up and as that's just I, right
0: because I guess it's considered like a stand up special even yeah, it's that's, not really yeah no, sure sure I, I, I didn't
4: consider it as a, a movie either was Colin that's. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a character study it's just, it's of worth a noting. comedian yeah.
3: having to work during the pandemic. It's wild and, and writing and
2: creating and in, in the way that I think that Jacob pointed out that it was cool to see the Beatles create something. It really is a log of like this is a person creating like a meltdown or like a feeling. Uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't even know how to say it. And I I'm I'm so appreciative that it exists. And I know it's how we all depressing. feel about Bow. Yes, yes, yes. But we, you know, we love him, but, and he's such an interesting creator that
3: he's got a huge future ahead of him. So yeah. it's yeah. just an yeah. island too. Good. Like you're not the only one who feels yeah. isolated, right? Yeah. 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 Hey,
4: goodbye from that show was my number sixth most listened to song of the year.
3: Wow! Amazing. Oh wow! I don't.
0: Incredible. Here's the thing: I don't like that movie because. Uh, Bo Burnham is so talented that it just makes me <laughs> angry and jealous. <laughs> it makes you feel crazy with nothing. Yeah. He, he can, yeah, he can. He can. You know, write songs. He's he's a great yeah. comedian, and then he makes this. It's like, come on, man. Like that's not fair. But uh, Some no, his that's sense a great framing pick. was so sharp because he directs too. Yeah, yeah. Like he plays the piano. Yeah. Like he can write songs. It's like. Fuck you, man. Come on. He did the
2: girl? color correction on that. He, 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 he edited everything about it. It's, yeah. He shot it in the Nightmare on Elm Street house. Did we ever point
0: that out? <laughs> no. I didn't know. It's, didn't know it's that. just a house that he rented. It's really weird. Huh? Wow. Incredible.
4: Uh, Wait till Alberta next time. wreck. If you've never watched Zack Stone is Going to Be Famous, it's on Netflix now. That was his short lived TV show. You should definitely check it out.
2: Very funny.
0: I like that Thanks. show. I liked his earlier stand-up uh, specials on Netflix as well. Like, I think he's a comedic genius. Um,
3: yeah, your career started when he's nineteen. Pretty, pretty good guy. So check yeah. that out, Jacob. <gasps> yes. What's your favorite movie of the year? Can I? I'm not going to yeah. guess, but I know it.
0: Um, well, it's it's Sorry, it's, it's it's interesting because I thought this was actually a really good year for movies. I've seen a lot Same. of movies that I've been really you know, positive on Spider-Man, obviously, uh, just mm-hmm. saw licorice pizza, which was, I think one of the best movies I saw this year in power of the dog. And there's still other Cruella Cruella. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's been a really good year for movies and I still haven't even seen all the ones that came out this year that I want to see. So, uh, but yeah, for me right now, I think it's gotta be, freaking dune man dune <laughs> yeah dune heads
4: around yeah. wow. about to get to like the dhs in the house he's, 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 he reality, reality yeah, the dune, 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 dune
0: heads but do you love timothy Hedge. chalamet i uh i think he's I all do. right yeah he's i like him as a actor more than like tom holland so far like tom yeah. holland i think is great as peter parker but i haven't <laughs> seen him really do anything else but you're right um so if if we're going for young, skinny white guys, I think I like Timothy Chalamet a little
3: better. He's more skinny too. Not to start like, a rift you know, between he's them. White oh, a little, <laughs> he's got too much muscle. Yeah, so anyway. Who is the guy in
2: West Side Story, Ansel Elgort? Like, can you imagine if we were stuck with more <laughs> Ansel Elgort movies? No. Right.
0: I didn't see West Side Story. Oh, you did say it was the, the year of Zendaya. And as a fact, uh, Zendaya is the highest grossing... Uh, Movie star of the year, mainly Ascidate. because she was in Spider Man and Dune. So, yeah, yeah good, but, for <laughs> good for good her. Good uh, for her. And she's for also her. in Euphoria, a TV show that's very popular. So, definitely, she's everywhere right now. Yeah. Um, but Dune, no, I thought it was great. I mean, it was exactly like Denis Villeneuve, obviously. I was super excited when they announced it cause I love Dune and I love Denis Villeneuve. and when they released the casting, I was like, Oh, this casting is great. Like they're nailing it. Like Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto atreides, like fucking perfect, man. So yeah, it's gotta be Dune.
2: Now, nice, Mike, nice. I'm going to ask you now, I think it's mm-hmm. a little obvious as well. Just like Jacob's, what your favorite oh, we'll movie of the year is. So, mm-hmm. so
3: I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Write it on your hand and then, and then I'll check. Um, so I, I enjoyed Spider Man immensely. I was moved. I enjoyed Dune immensely. I love Bo Burnham's thing, but I think it is fairly obvious that Green Knight was oh, my favorite. I forgot about of that. Course, one. Of course, that's yes, another one that I watched, I watched it a lot. Yeah, four times, twice in theaters. It's amazing. Well, it makes you think. It makes you think. I love it. Yeah, it's a it's a work of art. A twenty four. They did it. Um. So yeah, I recommend that uh, highly. Not also, my a skinny white guy. of Godzilla and Kong was good. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's very true. But not a skinny white guy, we should point out. Dev Patel leading that is yeah. what makes that an awesome movie, I think. It could have very right, easily yeah. have been Timothy Chalamet or something kind of uninspired.
3: And I saw him fight Robert Pattinson as a knight in a different movie, Timothy Chalamet, that mm. whatever, the King or something. I saw that too, the but
0: King on Netflix, yeah.
3: The, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Green Knight, I loved it. Um so, now, last question. We are getting we mm. ran longer than I thought we would, but... I'm loving it. A lot of big Lots stuff coming out next about. year. Pick one thing that's releasing next year. Game, movie, TV mm. show, book. Yeah. Pick one thing. Throwing it to Joe first. One thing you're looking forward to for
4: 2022.
3: The Batman. Mm. Ooh! The Batman. That's good. Batson. We just name-dropped him, and here he oh, is. Oh, yes. Uh, Colin, one <laughs> thing you're most this looking forward This is to.
2: atypical, especially with what we've been covering... I, I'm going to stick with fantasy. It's not because I love this world. It is pure curiosity. Can 2022 save the Game of Thrones brand? I am excited mm-hmm. for Blood and Dragons. What what is it called, Jacob? Uh, House of the, the Dragon. Water. House of the Dragons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much.
3: Smoke on it's the Water. It's interesting
0: because they already had a different show that they shot a pilot for called Blood Moon with Naomi Watts was going to be in it. And they did not like the pilot, so they, they canceled that show. And now they're moving <laughs> forward. With not
2: it. up to the standards of Game of Thrones is what yeah. the HBO creators have come out now and said. Wow. And so to say that this
0: is... <laughs> Yeah, it's got yeah, Matt which, Smith, who was a, a Doctor, one of the Doctor Who's. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I'm definitely excited for that as well. It's uh, about the Targaryens in you know hundred years ago or so. So,
3: yeah, should be gotcha. interesting. Um, That's an interesting poll, Colin Jacob. Though, what's your yeah. one thing you're most excited for for next year? <sighs>
0: Uh, that's a good question because, uh, I mean the two things that you guys just mentioned are probably, probably one of those would be my answer, but I did just see the Batman trailer released recently. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that.
2: It's not the Flash. Ezra Miller's the Flash isn't what you're most excited for, Jacob. <laughs> what,
0: what about? The, I don't think so. The Multiverse
4: of Madness, Jacob. You're not excited about that.
2: Peacemaker <laughs> yeah, not as much. on HBO.
0: Come on. Peacemaker, I am excited. I'll check for. all those out probably. There's but a new
3: Fantastic Beast film in the work. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <doing> <laughs> we the got the for See, that go. it it too. Uh, Yeah,
0: back Johnny Dapp, That's what I had to say about that. But the secrets oh, of Dumbledore.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I Um, guess it would have to be the Batman. I can't think of anything else right now that would top that.
2: Spoiler alert, um, he doesn't come back, Jacob, for the Harry Potter 20th anniversary. Who? So many other people do. Robert Pattinson. Doesn't it just bug you that, like, I know he's maybe the busiest, arguably, and I understand that that franchise does not define him. You would mm-hmm. think he could record a two-second message that would be like, "And all our wands say <laughs> Harry to you," or you know, some. some he well, he didn't have that he big didn't of a even part. show
4: up at the the event to talk about the Batman last year. Like, really? I, yeah. I
2: does really he like do any Twilight does stuff? No, he just does not care. Definitely right? yeah. no, I hope out not PR. Know. I would. Yeah, I, I yeah. hope he's not, I like, living know. his best life. I
3: shot the movie. I'm going to go yeah. home.
2: I just, I just yeah. want him to be a fun guy. Just have fun. You don't have to be dark and brute. Your parents aren't actually dead. No, well, what I've actually the,
4: read about him, he's playing all the time.
0: <laughs> what I've read about him as a person, he seems like it's just a pretty chill guy who's just like he loves living his vape. life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I would be friends with him if he wanted to be friends with me. You absolutely. He's got
2: a of <laughs> a of all songs, of us man. would be friends with him. Yeah, that's what? true.
4: He's got like an album of folk songs. Like, like wow. Robert Pattinson. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Honestly, what I love about both him and Kristen Stewart is they. After Twilight, they both made the weirdest like movie choices, and I just gotta respect that. Daniel Radcliffe too; he's made some he's made some offbeat choices. So oh, gotta of have respect for those those guys moving on from their mm. franchise and doing weird indie films and stuff. He fucked that horse also, on that stage too. <laughs> that's yeah. right, Equus. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. speaking of Kristen Stewart, penis. I haven't seen this movie Spencer that she's in, uh, which is about uh, you know Princess Diana. But I forgot to mention so. This is a roundabout way of saying this, but Johnny Greenwood, guitarist from my favorite oh, all-time yes. band, <laughs> Radiohead, uh, also known as a <laughs> film composer of soundtracks, he had a huge oh, year. Mm-hmm. He, he did the soundtrack for Licorice Pizza, Power of ah. the Dog, and this movie, Spencer. So he's done three soundtracks this year, oh, and Power of the, Power the, dog, the has dog has a great soundtrack. It's very There Will Be Blood-esque. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's a busy guy, but I love him, and I love Radiohead. Interesting. Just want to
2: now throw that out there. <laughs> Mike, what are you looking forward to in 2022? Twen- 2022. 2022.
4: So as the person two. who
3: posed the question. 2020, 2020 also. Two, two, two. also. Um Also. I'm going to cheat now by saying there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Stuff like <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder, Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse, mm. Scream, Black Adam, all kinds of things. Oh, Sonic Scream. the Hedgehog, almost the number one. But wow. after the journey... And Elden Ring, but I'm going to do a movie Um, (laughs) Because Joe Changed my life essentially By getting the Halloween stuff going And Halloween 3 and the whole Halloween saga Like I've become such a Michael Myers head Halloween ends Supposedly 22 is when it's going to drop Hopefully it sticks I'm most excited for that Wow, Wow. can you imagine Evil dies
4: tonight
3: (laughs) Evil dies tonight I've become such a Michael Myers fan And go back and listen to that episode Um yeah i'm really looking forward to it
2: mike uh i rewatched a little bit of cobra kai before the new season to be like where was i you know let me put this on and i saw those vietnam flashbacks starring our boy uh anthony michaels is, it, is that his name from a uh, breakfast club yeah. who's also in halloween kills as evil dies tonight the crate i was like <laughs> mike fucking
0: loves this guy yeah
3: <laughs> sure <laughs> he's great <laughs> Anthony and Michael Hall
0: or something. Anthony yeah, Michael yeah. Hall, yeah. That's right. Anthony yes, Edwards, Jesus. Breakfast Club. Um, I yeah. thought of yeah. one thing uh, that's coming out next year that I'm very excited for, and before this episode reaches two hours, I just want to mention it. Um, they are making... <laughs> yeah, we get kicked out of the studio in two hours. <laughs> yeah. They are making sleeping. a Dune RTS strategy game. Uh, huh. So they're making a Dune rts game and i'm very excited to play that and i'll probably uh completely you know forsake my social life and, and all responsibilities sure. and just play that for 12 hours living straight. dune yeah
3: yeah makes sense okay. I'm, I'm most crafting excited for jacob's Halo. book
4: report on dune that's the thing i'm looking for the most in 2022 is i've right <laughs> reading Dune. i've
2: been
3: dune yes desert power all right well, that is, I guess, the wrap-up. Look forward. It's been a long one, guys, Big and up? that's because we're we're going to be taking a little a little break next week, and then we'll be back at it again. So, you know, uh, please, you get some rest, take care of yourself, and be healthy at home. Uh, as we'll be doing the same, and then uh, coming back with more content. Twenty twenty two, kicking it off right. Uh, that's any right. predictions? Normally, we do these on the tens, you know, but this is. Um you know, I don't think any of us will
2: survive till the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I God
3: yeah we'll see but um uh, here's to hoping 2020 also is better than yeah. 2020 the first t- two times
4: 2022 colon the We're murder hornet strike back <laughs> oh <laughs> yes don't forget there is yeah, it. It. Okay. Okay. No, uh, it was
2: bad it's a platter, they right? they it's have COVID. They, I read that they found
0: a mysterious cube on the moon. And I think that's how one of the Transformers movies started. That's so a cube? we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm putting all, all my serious. energy in the moon cube now.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to buy an NFT of moon cube too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's been it, guys. Thanks for going on this two-hour journey of uh, watches. Apparently, there's a lot to cover when you're only watching and talking about Lord of the Rings on the show. (laughs) Where do we
2: find the time, guys? But we did, and we love you, Normies, because you found it, too. Reach out. Tell us what you were watching. What was your favorite thing for the year? What you're looking forward to the most? You're going to tell us that at normies underscore like underscore us on all socials. Go there. Send us a message. Rate, review, subscribe. That helps the show, helps us grow, helps us do more. And uh, we'll keep trucking along for what I believe is our fifth season, Mike. Is that true? Can that possibly (laughs) be true? (laughs) Wow.
3: Probably 17, I think, is when we started. We're getting old. If you're a Warner Brothers executive, go to the YouTube and watch that video where I look at you directly and hire me as a you know, <laughs> you freelance bastards. copywriter. That's right. Warner yeah. Brothers is going to hire
0: you, and Sony's going to hire been me. We've doing this for five years. Come that's on. Right. Five years experience. Joe yeah. and I will
3: just uh, be bumps on the street. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're writing the scripts, man. That's I right. Got
0: the, I got the Amazing Spider Man 3 already written, man. That's right. <laughs> that's I'm ready right. to go. Get ready for if that. Any story next year, but story know, by Jacob <laughs> Evil, written by Colin and Joe. Yeah, Julia. that's right
3: cool and the copy for the posters will be by me uh, thank you listeners <laughs> look forward to amazing spider-man 3 done by us uh <laughs> shortly yeah i guess that's it
2: yeah this has been your host colin
3: and mike joe. my real name it's just joe and this is baby new year aka
0: jacob 19 aka the jacob cron variant thanks normies <laughs> all
3: right please be safe it's yeah, like jacob <laughs> and, uh, 19 <laughs> <take care. laughs> Two. Jacob, two. If you you catch that one, you lose a sense of taste and you start to think... uh, (laughs) You you start to think the Halloween, Rob's Zombie Halloween. good. There you go.
4: There's the job. Thanks, Jacob.
3: Yep, thanks, Jacob. Okay, two seconds before we get kicked out of the studio. I hope I don't get cut...